Hello and welcome to the table edition of Slow Your Roll. That's a really funny joke that no one can see. Yeah, the view edition. <laughs> Slow your roll meets the view. Yeah. So it is Monday. It is still Monday. Yeah. We're is. doing this later in the day. We're not used to this. Monday, November 7th. Uh, it's the election day edition of Slow Your Roll. All things politics. You're going to love it. Oh, no, God. obviously not. This is John. I'm Jesse Caulfield. I was about to call myself Dominic. Um, I'm Jesse Caulfield, writer for the Occupy Report. That's Dominic Lorenzano, local broadcaster. And we're here again with Brian Salem, frequent guest, especially during football season. Yep. What's up? frequent contributor yeah i mean we got a pretty packed show even though we did this only a couple days ago actually yeah the world moves fast sometimes you think you think it's going to be easy and then all of a sudden it's just like oh my gosh it's chaos speaking of the world yeah the world series is over yes it is we're going to talk about that we're going to talk football the obvious patriots Mm -hmm. uh colts fired their coach we're going to talk about that Mm -hmm. uh we're also it's it's the halfway point of the season we're going to kind of go back Look at some of the divisions again, reevaluate our picks, mm-hmm. and we're going to look at some of the coaches that uh, might be fired soon. Yes. And the Colts ruined one of those picks already. Yeah. Uh, also, and maybe some Bruins, a couple other things. But uh, with that, Dom, start the show. All right. I'll start the show, and I'll start the show with uh, some NBA talk. NBA talk. Oh, hot uh, You know, to the hardcore NBA fans out there. Now, I watch some of the NBA. I watch the playoffs mostly because I do like basketball. But, like, to the ones who follow everything in the NBA and watch the regular season games, I have a question for you. Are you guys fans of Real Housewives, too? Uh-huh. Do, you watch, do you watch Bachelor in Paradise? Because, like, that's what the NBA is. It's the Real Housewives. It's ridiculous. Is it even about basketball anymore? Is it even about the sport? I mean... Russell Westbrook won't talk to anyone on his team. Anthony Davis can't get the ball in the second half. He goes, I'm not going to talk to reporters. LeBron gets whatever he wants and then bitches about it afterwards. The Nets are drama-filled central. Ben Simmons looks like he belongs as a frequenter on on The View, talking about all his mental problems, why he can't play basketball anymore, and then shows up two years later finally like, all right, I'm ready to go now, guys. All due respect to all the fine folks that produce that uh, <laughs> lovely viewing experience. Yes, but this is sports. Sure. <laughs> so I don't know. Is it even about the basketball anymore? And then that brings us to the one I'm going to talk about today. Kyrie Irving. Only in basketball would you have this. This stupid. All right? This is, this is dumber than dumb. And everyone else is going to be wicked serious about it. I'm not even going to take it that seriously. Because this is just like only basketball, the most coddled culture of any of the sports where you can say any crazy thing, do any crazy thing from high school to college to the NBA. And no one's going to push back. Nobody's going to call you out because they're all just terrified that you'll leave their school or leave their program. Football is about development. Football is about maturing. It really is from high school to college. To, you can be. It, it used to be. It still is, especially. Listen, quarterbacks. Yes, are they drama filled because of how important the position has become? Yes, I think the offense. But it's nowhere near as bad as the NBA. Only in the NBA could you live in such a echo chamber, be around such a bunch of yes men that you would do the kind of stuff that Kyrie has done now over the last like two weeks. And you know what the best thing about this is. I guarantee you Kyrie Irving didn't even watch that documentary. I guarantee it. He saw it on Twitter. 
he saw maybe a trailer of it and he thought, I like being the smartest guy in the room or at least feeling <laughs> like it. This hits some of the social hot buttons. I'm not going to say which ones, but some of the social hot buttons and I'm going to feel like a genius. So I'm going to retweet it and think and say that everyone needs to watch this movie. It'll open your eyes to the things that we have had to suffer. <laughs> and like I said, I get that's why this is so funny. Everyone else is going to take it so seriously. I bet he didn't even watch the movie. I watched the movie because I needed to. I was like, how bad is this? It's a good 45 minutes of just like comedy. It's just great. Like it's just like this guy must be smoking crack <laughs> as he's probably playing COD in the background while he's Kyler Murray <laughs> with Kyler Murray while he's uh, while he's talking about this. Let, let me throw a, a few out of context Bible verses in here. Some <laughs> oh, that's some, some debunked game. some debunked history book stuff. And those are two mash it all together. Those are people's under favorite the guise things. of still some sort of SJW kind of and and we got ourselves a documentary here, baby. <laughs> That's what it is. And and I did have to turn it off after 45 minutes because I could feel the brain cells leaving my body. But you said it was 45 minutes. No, I turned it off after 45 oh, how minutes. How long is it? Oh, I forget. It's like two, it's two hours, I think. <laughs> but I had to turn it off after like 45 minutes because I could feel the brain cells leaving my body. <laughs> Only in the NBA would this happen, though. Only in the NBA would this guy think that this is okay for something to do. Only in the NBA would he be so out of touch then when people bring up the actual facts about what he shared would he just be like no I'm right I'm right I don't need to apologize you're all you're all idiots I'm big brain the whole world is wrong <laughs> I am right and the, the the coup de gras are Kyrie's own words these we have so much to cover today that I didn't make it dumbest thing I heard but it should be dumbest thing I heard because then he goes I don't need to apologize you know how I know I'm right because I have an army of people behind me on this. And I'm like, interesting choice of words there, Kyrie. I'm sure you do have an army of people behind you on this one. Just like uh, the jihadists have an army behind them. Osama bin Laden, Adolf Hitler had a nice army behind him when he said this kind of stuff too. So you know what, Kyrie, you are right. You do have an army behind you. I just don't think you realize what kind of army it is. But only in the NBA would this happen. This is insane. And for once, though, I do think someone's feet is finally going to get held to the fire. He might not get another NBA job after this. And that, Kyrie, is an amazing accomplishment in and of itself. Because the culture of basketball will let you get away with just about anything. And if you can be such a toxic mess that the NBA basketball finally boots you out, that is, that's a great accomplishment. They booted out owners. No, but be a player. Sure. Be a I player guess. and get booted out. Uh, Enos Cantor has something to say to you. Yeah, but he's not that talented. He's not. Best he's, player of all time. He's, he's not that about. talented. I'm talking about to he's be talented a, enough. I'm talking about to be a premier talent and still be like, get booted out of the league. Because like, all right, we, can, we can't deal with, with who he is, his personality, and the stuff that he does. Hmm. But that is an accomplishment. I do want to give Kyrie that. He has accomplished something if he actually gets blackballed from the league. He'll be the most talented NBA player to ever get blackballed from the league. <laughs> the most talented. <laughs> I, I guess. But, I mean, I don't know. I, I try not to pay attention to Kyrie Irving. From the, the earth is flat. 
Oh yeah. So now this it's just like he he is that person that like he he hears a differing opinion <laughs> and he just loves the fact that it's an alternate idea <laughs> and he's like, "Well, that's got to be it." I know. He's like, "Every the the masses have to be wrong at all times. I'm right. The masses are wrong. But he doesn't all even know why he's right. I know he doesn't. That's why I said I guarantee you he didn't even watch that documentary. Yeah. When he, he shared it. He probably I watched the it. opening of the documentary where it's all like, we're going to talk about this stuff. And he's like, that's awesome. Just Quick. enough where if someone asks him questions about it, he can have some sort of pushback. Yeah. You can tell him what it's slightly about. So yeah, that way there he, he can at no least answer. back up his case. Oh, I do my research. He had no he had no answer for the anti Semitism stuff though. Like none really. Other what than does just, that mean? Other than <laughs> you guys are just looking into it too much. Well, you, you, <laughs> really? That movie that five minutes in said maybe the Holocaust didn't, yeah, didn't happen? Maybe you didn't look into it enough, bro. <laughs> yeah. I'm also amazed by the fact that the guy that wrote, directed, and produced this movie that we're all up in arms about, thank you, Kyrie, managed to get four books published. Oh, that doesn't surprise me. By the me. same name. Well, you can publish, uh, you can just publish by yourself. You don't need an actual publishing. It's just like, it's not going to be distributed widely. That's mm-hmm. just. It's, uh, listen, wow. there's insane people all over this What's place on both ends of the you political aisle. Don't tell me his name after. Just like I said, Kyrie is right. He does have an army behind him. It's just not the kind of army he realizes. It's <laughs> the Donda army. <laughs> it's the same one that Osama bin Laden had at his back. Or Adolf Hitler. It's It's that kind of army. Yeah, that sounds like. <laughs> but this is uh this is this is wild. Do you guys think it's actually going to happen? Do you think he's going to get another NBA job? I hope not. I don't know. Like I feel like yeah. I exactly, right? We have a lot of people who say it's over. Like he didn't say- I will never believe that it's over for an no. NBA player like, until it's no. over. Cuz they just put up with Listen, everything. Enos Cantor's not as bad as you say. Yeah. He was okay. Uh but like he at least said things that were real criticisms oh yeah so like that's why that doesn't surprise me but like he's just spouting off it's like bro you can't say that stuff <laughs> and he'll just be he'll maybe he'll eventually be quiet and then be like, all right you can play for the lakers <laughs> oh my god i don't think lebron would do that lebron is I, very in the well, he's he does, he's he's he doesn't want to be a laker anymore either that's true if lebron leaves maybe but he's so image conscious. Would he want to be associated with that guy? No, he wouldn't. That's why I said I, I don't like Kyrie. Yeah. If, if LeBron, LeBron has been there, get me out of there. No, 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 if no. no Le- I as mean, long as LeBron is on the Lakers, would he want to play with? Kyrie. Oh no. Yeah. No, okay. Exactly. Okay. I don't as know. As long as, as, long as LeBron, so no matter how much Brooklyn and Lakers brass might want that to happen, LeBron wouldn't let that happen. Yeah. As long as LeBron <laughs> is in LA with the Lakers, Kyrie's not going. There Literally now. anywhere LeBron goes, Kyrie will. You don't not think go. he'd be like, yeah, bring him in, only knowing he's going to leave in the off season. No, I don't think even for a yeah. second LeBron Screw wants to be city. associated with that right Could now. Can you imagine Kyrie and Russ Westbrook <laughs> on the same team? I don't. I don't know if I can. Oh my! It's goodness. already so dramatic. The Lakers are already an episode and then here of the comes Kardashians. Durant with a steel chair. <laughs> but like I said, like Russell Westbrook now won't talk to anyone on the team. Anthony Davis, no one wants to pass him the ball in the last game in the second half. And there's talks that LeBron wants them to trade him. Like, it's the Kardashians. It's so funny. The Real Housewives of Los Angeles. Wasn't there actually (laughs) a show called Basketball Wives? I think there is. There's Mob Wives. That was a thing. No, there's Basketball Wives, too. Is there? I I bet they're more sane than their... Wait, I bet they're more sane than their husbands, though. Yeah, they knew knew what they were getting themselves into. I mean, are they, though? They, They said yes. 
They I'll say, marry you. Well, what so. did they say yes to? Did they say yes to the man? Or the money. Okay. <laughs> and, like, in this situation, I admire the hostile ladies. Well, I wouldn't want to assume that that'd be very, uh, what's the word, misogynistic. Oh, the, no, that is, and I get it. But that's why I'm saying, like, no, it's in not. this situation. Uh, that's a, it's no. Only, wait, it's only misogynistic if you say every woman yeah, like if, that. Yeah, if it's a blanket statement. That's why I'm saying, in this situation, I admire the hustle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it's misogynistic to say that some some women are money. Uh, that was a feminist statement, actually. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah, like twenty twenty two, Dominic. No like safe. I said, there's a, they, they exist in all all like I types. Said, election day edition. You know, there's there's some there's some women anti semites too, and some men ones. Sure. I, apparently, it's not even related to race anymore. Yeah. You you could be white, African American. I'm not even going to ask the question. Let's move on. What an open, <laughs> what an opening segment. Have you ever met a female anti-Semite? But that's not a sports question, so I don't care about the answer. <laughs> I don't think I've ever met any anti-Semites. I have. Oh, I hope yeah. I have. I, I guarantee you have. Bro, I've read an anti-Semite book. Not like just to like, oh, what are they? I just like, oh, I mean, I, I just watched an anti-Semitic movie. That's what I mean. It's like, bro, you're spouting off. Like, yeah. come on, I'm going to read this. Moving right I mean, I read, I read Mein Kampf. Listen, too. it wasn't the Holocaust didn't happen books, but like he, the man believed that. I was just reading a different but book exactly. that happened. I, I'm glad you brought that up again because that's the one that drives this home. I'm sorry. There's no way Kyrie watched that documentary because within five minutes, there's already a Holocaust denying statement in it. Send it to me. I'll send it not to right you. now. Yeah, I'm like, not going to send it to you right now. I, I want to watch this. I want to see those first two minutes. I want to know like what convinced How me. truly ridiculous this all is. That's pretty ridiculous. Sure. I, but, I bet. But you know bro, what? To deny the Holocaust <laughs> is like, bro, just go to Poland. Just go to Poland. Like, just, yeah, just go to, like, that's where Auschwitz is. But it, Dachau, it's, and it's amazing. And like I said, only in the NBA could a man go through his life this coddled that this kind of stuff would happen to him and be a public figure. Only it's the only sport that like that's how toxic the basketball culture is. <laughs> it's so bad, and I I am a big fan of the sport of basketball, but the NBA is awful. Do you just th- awful? Do you think half of them even care about winning a championship? No, I think no. They all care about their brand, their brand and their money, and, and just getting their own and having as much you. power yes. as they want. Yeah, no, 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 absolutely not. All right. With that, we can move on to rapid fire news. Jesse, go. All right, let's start. Let's start uh, local, I guess. So I don't know if you heard, but the Fenway Sports Group mm-hmm. is looking to sell <coughs> Liverpool FC. Really? And that is their most valuable asset at the moment. Uh, it's worth four point four five billion, according to Forbes magazine. Now they said they're gonna get it like appraised again, but they're looking. To possibly sell. Yeah, they're going to sell it and bring back Xander and Raffi. Yes, and and Judge, mm. and DeGrom, and all of them. I kind of don't want DeGrom. That's not the point. <laughs> we're going to spend money again, maybe. I hope so. Maybe we're going to buy another NHL team. Uh, so, so, so real quick, so speaking of the Red Sox maybe spending money after they sell uh, Liverpool, was there any part of either of you guys that, like, Spite wanted Philly to win the World Series from the Dave Dombrowski. Oh, Dombrowski. Yeah, oh, 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 sure. 100%. A little bit, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I just want to smack high and bloom. Yeah. No. Yeah, no, I, I was rooting for mostly Dombrowski when it came to rooting for Philly. And yeah. Kyle Schwarber a little bit. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I'm 100%. <laughs> right. Uh, more baseball news. I don't know if you heard, but the Astros won the World Series. <laughs> it was in six games. We'll talk about that in a bit. Yes. 
Uh, in other baseball news, so <coughs> this morning, last night, what have you, season's over. So officially Xander Bogarts, Carlos Correa, Jacob deGrom, and Anthony Rodon have all opted out of their contracts. Carlos. Carlos Rodon. Oh. Yeah. Carlos Rodon. Excuse me. Why? Who's Anthony Rodon? I don't know who Anthony is. That's a name. I, I'm going to look that up. I'm going to look that up after. Yeah, That's a person. Yeah. That's a person. Yeah. I, I'm ta- I promise you it is. Anyway, they all opted out of their deals. They're all free agents, and they're all coming to Boston because we're selling. Because uh... we're selling Liverpool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's actually that's going to take years. I know. So, but anyway, all right. Since we were last here, uh, the Bruins went one and one. It's all coming. It's all come crashing down. Five hundred <laughs> team now. Uh, they only yeah one and one. They beat the Rangers soundly, and then they had be they played the Maple Leafs and it kind of sucked. But whatever. Sorry, football news. Frank Reich was fired this morning. So sad. Uh, and now the funny part, Jeff Saturday is the interim head coach, which raises a lot of questions. Uh, and ESPN, I, ESPN reporter Yates already put out how Jeff Saturday is the first ever NFL interim head coach or normal head coach ever to be called as a head coach who, who, who never coached in college or the NFL. Good he, for him. He coached the high school team once. But he did play for the Colts at one he point. He did. Yeah, he, so he played for the Colts. I mean, under that logic, Aqib Tlaib should be our next head coach. <laughs> <laughs> sure, when Bill retires. Anyway, uh, uh, Eagles remain undefeated. Shockingly, they beat the Texans on Thursday night, 29-17. Uh, still only undefeated team. Uh, also, Sunday, the Jets shocked the Bills. Uh, 2017. I don't know if you saw at the end of the game, but Josh Elba or Josh Allen's elbow. Questions about that. Mm-hmm. See, see how he is doing. And then on Sunday night, the Chiefs beat the Titans in overtime. It was a good game, 2017. And then you know, local Patriots stomped all over the Colts, which brings us into our next segment. Mm-hmm. Let's discuss the Patriots and the Colts. And you know, good win for the Patriots. Hurrah! Pop the champagne. Every time they win this season, I can't help but say, like, well, yeah, but. That, that was the Colts. Yeah. And that was not only the Colts, that was the Colts who was apparently about to fire their coach, a Colts team that fired their OC the week before, a Colts team that started a some dude, some kid they found. A sixth-round draft pick out of Texas. Yeah, some guy. Who's very obviously not an NFL quarterback. Didn't have one of the best rush, uh, running backs in the league. Nope. Traded away their second running back. Mm-hmm. Probably something else I'm missing. Yeah, but you know we beat the Colts. You know, wave your wave your flags. We beat the Colts. And and listen, the defense is great. Looked great. Looked fantastic. Had this kid scared for his life every single play. Yeah, he was seeing ghosts. But yeah, yeah, the offense, like whatever. More the same, I guess. Okay. Let me Un- say unimaginative, the- but I good enough to win. I, I, Matt I, I, didn't I, throw a pick yesterday, though. That's the positive. We're gonna, we, sure. I'm gonna give you two. Well, one positive and then one reality. The positive is Mac didn't turn the football over. There's no dumb decisions. Nothing like that. Second, second thing. The reality of the situation is, I think going into the game and especially two series into the game, I think the Pats knew like Indy's not gonna score today. So <laughs> don't throw the ball more than ten yards. We can be very conservative on offense. We could punt seven times in this game and probably still win. Just <laughs> don't give them a short field under any circumstance. So, not that I'm a Joe Judge and Matt Patricia fan, 
because I would go hire Frank Reich as the OC today. But uh, I do think that was also one of the reasons for the particularly vanilla and boring offense. Hell, I bet you could have hired him yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> just just at, at, at halftime. Just, just call him. Hey, Frank. Seriously, Frank. <laughs> Frank, d- d- Frank, listen, Frank. We all know what's going to happen after this game. <laughs> They're just waving him over to the other. Like, come on. Like, why don't you just get an early start now? Yeah, wait, <laughs> wait, wait till seven forty-three on the dot, and then pull your car over to the south lot. <laughs> they, they, they stopped his car in the parking lot. Like, just stay. Just stay. <laughs> stay here. Don't go home. Don't we've, go. We've, we've been instructed not to let you leave the premise. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to talk about the Colts now, because. During the game, I texted you and I said, you know what? Maybe Jim Irsay's big brain. He went, all right, as soon as Matt Ryan got hurt, this is my chance. Ryan is clearly shot. He's not going to take us to a special place, but he'll probably win us too many games to have a great pick. So we're going to have him sit. We're going to play the sixth-round draft pick, who's not a real NFL quarterback in Ellinger. We're going to tank the rest of the season and stop with this renting a quarterback every new, like every season and draft a kid. So I thought Jim Irsay had it figured out. But then he fired Frank Reich after the game, yeah. which was puzzling because if you didn't care about winning games, why are you mad at Frank Reich? And also, how can you be mad at Frank Reich was, when you told Frank Reich you have to play Sam Ellinger, even though we all know Nick Foles is the better option, who's also on that team as a backup. And then he threw me for an even bigger loop when he <laughs> hires Jeff Saturday a broadcaster to be the next coach, or at least the interim head coach. I understand, like, from a tanking point of view of firing your coach, who has, I actually think, done a good job I think he's with done all a, he's given. I mean, the, the tweet came out. So since he's been there, he had Andrew Luck for one year. Then he had Jacoby Brissett, Brian Hoyer, 39-year-old Philip Rivers, who was clearly done. Carson Wentz, who's about to lose his job in Washington to a guy who wasn't even in football three years ago. And then a shot, Matt Ryan. And then the owner came in and told him to play Sam Ellinger. That's what he's been handed at quarterback for his time there. And he does have a 40-33 and 33 record. Almost got them to the playoffs with, uh, with Carson Wentz. Did they get to the playoffs with Rivers? I think they did. I think they, they did get. They did, but but Rivers was another uh, one who was clearly had, shot. I think they were one and done. And he had a winning record with Jacoby Brissett. Yes. Which, go he talk. Did not. Oh, he did not have winning records? Seven and eight. I have all the with, records right no, here. No, wait, wait. Is that only for the season, though? Because remember, Brissett got hurt, and he had to play Brian Hoyer for a couple of games. Played, Brian Hoyer did play one game. Oh, and one with Hoyer. So he is so 500. So he was 500 with Brissett. Cleveland would take 500 with Jacoby Brissett right now if you told them that yeah. you could be 500 with Brissett. They probably actually should be. And Cleveland is playing a last-place schedule and still has a losing record with Jacoby Brissett. Yes. So... And Frank Reich is 40 and 33 in his tenure in Indianapolis. So Seven different quarterbacks in five seasons. Exactly. 21 and 11. How is he supposed to work with that? 21 and 11 record with Luck and Rivers. Mm-hmm. 19 and 22 with the other guys. That's almost 500. With, with Brian Hoyer, Jacoby Brissett, Carson Wentz, who I said is about to lose his job in Washington to a guy who... And Sam Ellinger. And Sam Ellinger. But it's oh. Frank Reich's fault. Carlos Rodon's middle name is Anthony. Ah, there <laughs> I know you go. his middle name. But anyway, so that's what Frank Reich had to deal with. So maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe Jim Irsay said, "You know what? This is awful." But maybe Frank Reich's smart enough He's that he'll win good. me. He'll win me more games than I want to. I better get rid of him and throw a broadcaster in here as the interim head coach. Maybe that's what Irsay's thinking. But I think I'm giving Jim too much credit again. But like, why didn't you just fire him with the OC then? I know. You gotta get close to the mic. <laughs> yeah, I, I know the chair. Again. The chair makes it feel very relaxed. Yeah, you still got to be close to the mic. 
Um, but yeah, why'd you, why'd you, why didn't you just clear house when you fired the OC? <laughs> it makes no sense to me. I think when Jim Irsay's drinking again. I was gonna. I, was, I don't think he stopped. I was. I was gonna suggest maybe he's doing blow. He's like, fire the OC. Fire the OC. He's like, Quentin, what's up, man? Anyone else? Somebody, somebody, get Chris Ballard and Frank Reich on the phone. Remember that guy? I can't even remember his name. We drafted at the end of the draft last year. Let's just let's just play him. We're gonna play him. Get Jeff Saturday in here right now. Get just Jeff Saturday in here. Play the kid. Play the kid. Play the kid. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what the plan is in Indy. The only credit I can give Ursay is maybe he's just going for the most all-out tank we've ever seen in our lives. Throwing darts. He could be. Just all right. Five Frank Reich. <laughs> just threw something. It's either drinking, throwing darts, or this is the greatest tank job of all Have time. Have you guys heard of the Jim Ursay collection? No. Wait, is that his albums? No, 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 no. This is, it's, it's almost like a museum that he's opening. Oh. oh Rock and God. roll history, pop culture, American history. Oh, it's going to be great. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, he, has just, a, he has his own band and stuff, too. Or, or he things did. He's collected. Yeah. yeah. He just wants other people to see his collection. <laughs> but the one thing I will say, though, with Indy that is puzzling, too, is what happened to the O-line? For, like, the last two or three years, it was really good. And all of a sudden, it just went to Saturday. It just went to crap. <laughs> He's here to fix it. I maybe, but uh, <laughs> that is the one thing in Indy that that was kind of shocking is how fast that that O line went to went to hell. Um, but I, I it's don't, going around this year though. It is. No one has a good O line. We have talked about that. But I don't know what Ursa is doing. This is this is just Whatever wild. This is wild. It's his team. This is is he becoming the most involved, most meddling owner in the NFL? He had to do something. Uh, I, I believe he's got a long way to go before he reaches my territory. <laughs> <laughs> At least Jerry Cut does kind of make the right move sometimes. I'm, yeah, he's not. Sure. A, he's not as bad as Ursay. Uh, I here's the thing. I think Ursay is a whiner, but he's pressed. He's he's done. He's brought in some some good people over the years. I guess. You got Peyton Manning. Well, I mean, I, I was more thinking Andrew like Luck. Tony Dungy. And, oh, that's um, what you mean. Who's the one right after Tony Dungy? I don't know. But what do you guys think? Do you think Chris Ballard's going to get fired too? The GM? Yeah, next week. Next week? <laughs> yeah, every week he's going to fire someone Somebody else. Somebody new? Somebody else? Is he going to make Jeff Saturday the GM too? Yeah, he'll probably get fired. No, I year. bet in two weeks after he fires Ballard next week, he appoints himself the GM. Oh, Maybe. <laughs> He's maybe, just gonna maybe, go full on Jerry like, Jones. Be, he's like, these people can't figure it out. I'm gonna do it myself. He's following in my footsteps. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what he's doing, but it, it is. It is wild. I don't know what's going on in Indy. It's crazy. Well, that'll make it. That'll make it way more wild if he's like, I'm the jam. <laughs> no more. No more facade anymore. No more. No more. Did he make the decision? Was it him? Was it this guy? As Jim's just no. No, it's just me. I know how to spend my money. <laughs> <laughs> um, how unattractive Indy. is this job now, by the way? So um, every year, so every year in the NFL, almost on the dot, there's going to be six or seven job openings. You got two already. How unattractive is this Colts job now, though? No, because you have an increasingly aging and meddling owner who will make impulsive decisions. You have an old line now that doesn't look great. 
Chris Ballard looked like a pretty good GM for years, but he might be out the door by the time they fire that they hire the new head coach. So, I mean, other than the fact that you're going to have a top pick, uh, what is drafting about this job? Uh, historical franchise, top pick. Now you sound like Bill Belichick. Indy's quiet. <laughs> they also have a lot of cap hell coming their way because they've kind of paid some people they shouldn't have paid. They're paying big money to a linebacker, big money to a right tackle. Like Those are kind of don'ts in this league at this point in time. You pay the left tackle, you pay a shutdown corner, and you pay a pass rusher. But right tackle, no. Linebackers, no. You don't pay big money for that. Why do you pay the left but not the right? Because it's a blind side. Yeah. Uh, wouldn't it depend on what like your quarterbacks hand? Well, okay, thing? true. How That's, many lefty quarterbacks are there in the league right now? There's not that many. I, to be honest, I don't really pay attention much to it. But yeah, I guess they all look Tua, the same way on the TV. Tua is about the only one. Maybe he should try his right. <laughs> I don't know. It's working pretty well for him right now. I guess. Yeah, that's they, a, he, less he's a, undefeated. Listen, that's a different conversation that we will have at some point. But mm. um, yeah, they're paying some of the wrong people. They're in cap hell. The O-line's not that good anymore. And you have Ursay who's becoming increasingly meddling. Like, it was definitely Ursay's decision to get rid of Wentz also. Who, yes, Carson has his issues, but it probably would have been better to just run it back with Carson so you'd have some continuity at the quarterback position. Because they were a better offense with Wentz than they've been this year with Ryan. Uh, I mean, maybe in hindsight, but I don't know. We all thought they were going to take the next step with Matt Ryan. I thought they could, uh, but I thought it became increasingly obvious, even one weekend. It was <laughs> sure. No, it, it was. It was like, no, oh, oh, Matt listen, Ryan is shot. The one, wheels fell off. One drive in, it's like, oh man, they messed up. <laughs> yeah. But like, the entire off season, we're like, all right. Yeah, but I. But but Colts are going to take the side. But they should be able. But those people before they make that decision should have gone in and looked at tape. Yeah. Say here, throw this football. That too, but also like <laughs> should have looked at tape from Atlanta and then be like, you know, maybe Atlanta isn't that bad. Maybe Matt's also just shot. I, I, don't, I guess. I don't. I mean, there does seem to be significant fall off between Matt Ryan last year and this year. Maybe. And I'm not saying like he was still elite Matt Ryan at that point. If there ever really was an elite Matt Ryan, Mm. Um, but like it was okay, it was fine. And then you think like, all right, sure, he's aged, and the talent seemed to be there enough last year. Like, all right, smart guy, Mm. doesn't cause any problems, Mm. knows how to run an offense, veteran. That should that should have worked. Yeah. It's just like, damn, he's dead. He's dead. I don't know. He died. I just Jeff Saturday he passed away. Jeff Jeff Saturday, man. That that was some of the craziest news I've ever seen in sports. Anyway, <sighs> moving on real quick before we move on to the next topic, let's go back to the Pats. At least moving forward here. So so we get a rematch here with the Jets coming up in New England. Uh, <coughs> Jets just beat Buffalo. The D line's good. Uh, we won that game last time because Zach Wilson made a couple of egregiously horrible decisions. Are we confident that that we're sweeping the Jets, or do you think we're going one and one? One and one. Okay, I would say so. Brian is on the docket right now, saying the Jets are going to beat us next week. Uh, I mean, it was a lot of circumstance that made the game what it was last week with the Jets, like. Mm-hmm. You, that was the first game without Brees Hall. I know you traded for Robinson, but he takes time to get him acclimated. Uh, I still like our chances. Mm. He Jack Wilson's young. Bill loves to 
fool those people except when they can run around. Mm-hmm. I think we're still going to win. You think so? Yeah. Like, you just... They, I know we're saying, they just beat the Bills. They should beat us. But, like, I, well, that, you, that, you, was in any, that was an any given Sunday moment, was it not? Play, you can't play that game in the NFL. Yeah, like, <clears throat> that shouldn't have happened. No. I don't care. Like, yes, the Jets are improved. The Jets are better than this is than yeah. in a long time. But, like, should, you, should, you shouldn't have beat the Bills. Yeah. You, that shouldn't have happened. Yeah. That's an any given Sunday. Yes. Aside from Zach Wilson's horrible mistakes last... Well, two weeks ago now. Should we have even beaten the Jets? No. No. Uh, I don't know. No. But hey, that's the way the no. Pats are going to have to win games, though. No. Well, it's uh, not okay. making mistakes okay. and, and having the other team make mistakes. Yeah, you can't count on roughing the passer calls on pick sixes. Oh, yeah, there was that, too. I like Bill. I like Bill versus Zach Wilson, though. I do, too. But And it's been pretty good so far. It has. But this is where I think having this short of a turnaround, though, really helps the Jets. I think if it had been a longer turnaround, I don't know. For some reason, I would have liked the Pats' chances more. The fact that it's this quick around, I don't know. I just have a hard time I, thinking New England is going to get the same result and the same as bad of I think decision-making. the quick turnaround could be good for the Jets. I don't know if the quick, quick turnaround is good for Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm, maybe. I'm going to go... That's what I got to stand on. the start so. of the year, even though I, I was pretty heavy on the Pats are going to win under their Vegas total, I had them sweeping the Jets. But uh, I don't know. I think I'm with you, Brian. I think I think we might lose this one, even in Foxborough. I just I don't know. Salah's got them believing. <laughs> I he, guess he's got them. He's got them. He, he's got them bought in, and uh, they're gonna want that revenge. They're taking receipts. Remember, the start of the year. That was Geno Smith. It'd be like a no. That was Rod, no, that was Salah. That Did was he Sala. say that? Well, yeah. Geno Smith said he had the receipts and oh, maybe that too. too. Right, but okay. Salah said that too. Too many That's people in these receipts. I don't know. Return your items, people. Just, just throw away the receipts. Nobody cares. <laughs> You're right. Just no one keeps their just damn don't receipts. Take the damn receipt. You're such a Karen. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to return this food I bought? <laughs> it sucked. Oh well. <laughs> but yeah, um, even though Mac made no bad decisions yesterday, they never even put him in a position to really make any bad decisions and. Uh, I think I think he'll make a couple of bad ones again um, next week against a what is a very good Jets D line and a pretty good Jets defense and uh, a secondary that can shut some guys down. So it'll be close. I'm gonna go like 2017 Jets. Hopefully Parker's back. Maybe maybe Devontae's back by then. So like Sauce Gardner can just take him out, but we still have everybody else. Yeah, Bourne and. Myers and Thornton. Maybe. I don't know. Henry. It should be interesting. Then after that, it's the Vikings and the Bills, which I both think are L's. So, I don't know. Here's the thing. Our division is suddenly good. Well, we went over this. It's primetime Kirk when we are facing <laughs> That Vikings. is true. And, like, they're winning games, but, like, ah, they're kind of tripping over themselves when they do it. Oh, they've they're had not, some luck. They're they've not pretty. Luck. No, I know. They've had some luck. Um, and it, it has to run out eventually. <coughs> I know. But like at the same time, you know, they're going to be, they're hardened for battle. There's that argument. Yes. Kirk's a veteran. I just, now when you add in the Hawkinson aspect of it too, and by, by the time he gets the pats, they're going to have, they would have had three weeks with TJ to get him implemented into the offense. I just, I think they have too many, fi- too much firepower on the offensive side of the ball. And I don't think Maybe. Mac and this, and the pats offense will be able to keep up. Yeah. We don't cover tight ends. Well, we don't. We really don't. 
And like, yes, Kirk's not mobile, but they do a good job of moving the pocket and making Kirk not a stationary target for guys like Judon and stuff. Mm. So I just, I don't think it's a great matchup for us. Uh, I mean, so uh, now that I'm thinking about it, damn, we better win this Jets game because if we don't, I think we're going 0-3 for the next three weeks. The Bears game really sort of screwed everything up, and I said this to you a couple of weeks ago. Like, I thought the Bears game was a slam dunk. Yeah. Everyone would have. Yeah. And then the Jets game two weeks ago would have been a trap game. Mm -hmm. Because you lost to Chicago, that Jets game became a must win. Indy's a must win. Just in case you lose to the Jets this week, so then you wouldn't have two games in hand. It would be split. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, you got to feel like this Jets game coming up now is a must-win. Oh, it to absolutely keep, is. Yeah, a must to keep win. pace, to keep pace at all for for the Pats this season. All right, I think we're good on that. We're gonna move on real quick to the World Series. I don't think this is gonna be a long topic, so we'll do this before the break. But Houston in six. I called it. Everyone picks six. Woo! Houston in six. Now be bold. Now predict a sweep or go the distance. Shut up. Um, so Philly, Philly had their time in the sun for a little bit. Would you call that a home run reliant offense, though? Yes. And what what did Houston do to it? After after two explosions, they no hit it. After two explosions, one of which was against Lance McCullers, who the Yankees also got to explode against him too. So he's not that good. Once they faced the rest of the Houston pitching. Houston shut it down. And that's what happens with these home run relying offenses. And I do hope, not that I'm a fan of the Astros, but I do hope now we can finally put the cheating stuff to bed. Listen, Mm. they've been to four of the last six World Series. And now they have a win. Like, they've been the best team in baseball for a while now. Cheating or not cheating. Yeah. Nine, (laughs) six straight ALCSs in in that time. They're the Yankees' daddy no matter what. Like it's literally. I, to be honest, I think they probably would have won a World Series sooner yeah. if, if it wasn't for Dusty Baker, ah. who I'm very happy for. I'm very it's happy just, for Dusty. We he just doesn't push the right buttons in the playoffs. Not usually. Um, but you know, no, I'm I'm kind of happy for the Astros. A little because yeah, I I I myself got sick of hearing like, oh, the cheaters did all the trash can, the trash can. Yeah, and it's like, I, yeah, it was funny at first, but like. It's been four years. five years. Yeah. Like, they're just the best team in baseball. They've they, been yeah. the best team in baseball for a while. Yeah. Like, there's a reason they're <laughs> always there, even though they're not cheating, at least that way anymore, mm-hmm. you know. And come to find out, we were all cheating in some way. Yeah. We're all trying to steal signs, some of us more than others. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just happen to be the one that get caught. The most egregious of the people that got caught. Yes. Probably not even the most egregious out there. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I'm happy for them. They they showed that, I mean, what wins championship is very deep pitching and timely hitting. Yes. And I like I said, multifaceted offense. Sure. They're not They have plenty of power. Jordan had a big three-run home run in the game six. But, like, they can do other things. Yeah. I mean, if you went, actually, if you looked at the stats, weren't they the, the hardest team in the league to strike out? I think they struck out the least amount of times of any team. You're saying they're cheating, Dom? <laughs> uh, but, like, that that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. I mean, uh, if you look at their lineup, like, it is, other than maybe Toronto and the Dodgers, mm-hmm. one of the deepest lineups in baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the rookie Pena, 
mm-hmm. MVP now in the World Series. He's tremendous hitter. Altuve, Bregman. Um, I mean, Maldonado was probably the weak point, so that's why they brought in Christian Vasquez, one of the better hitters in the league as a in that position. The outfield is dynamite mm. with Tucker, Jordan Alvarez. Um, who's the center fielder there? I, they kind of alternated a little bit, but it was mostly Chase McCormick in the, in the post. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Yuli Gurriel, who I was stunned to actually find out. I knew he was old. He's actually 39. I know. He's so old. Yeah. Right? Um, but he's he, one of the best contact hitters in the game. And he's a clutch hitter. Oh, yeah, he is. Uh, Him and Bregman. I feel like Bregman always gets it done whenever the game's on the line. I mean, here's the thing. Him, the the original core from the Cheating World Series, they, they're they kind of all clutch. Altuve's clutch as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like they're just they're, they're timely hitting man. Like mm-hmm. if there is a time to get a hit, it, they did it every single time. Yes, every single time. And against... they just cycle through pitching. They they develop it almost as good as as the Rays and and Cleveland and the Marlins. I mean they're right up there with all of them. And it, the rotation largely is very different than it was back when they won the World Series. That what a four or five years ago. But yeah, they just they keep finding arms. It doesn't yeah. matter. Oh yeah, <clears throat> and it's like that's. I mean, I know like Seattle didn't win a game, but that's why they outlasted yeah. Seattle. Their pitching was so deep that they could win that one nothing game in seventeen innings, whatever yeah. the hell it was. They could outlast a supposedly dynamite lineup in the Yankees. They shut it right down and swept them, and then weathered a storm with a lineup like uh, the Phillies, Phillies and showed them this is this is real depth pitching here. Yeah, yeah, and and Philly had no answer for it. Other than when they face some of the, you know, they know hit the hottest lineup, yes, of the year exactly, and and from that game on, they they pretty much shut the Philly offense down completely. Philly had no adjustments at all; they're just so reliant on the home run ball. But hopefully, this finally puts this to rest because I'm done with this narrative, and good for Dusty Baker. I'm glad that Dusty finally. Oh, there's won a couple one. people mad before. Trey Mancini is another one, mm-hmm. obviously, and Christian Vasquez. You know, obviously, got to be happy <laughs> for him. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Alvarez, sure, I'll be happy for him too because mm. he wasn't there when they cheated. Um, Brian, do you have some? On October 30th, Jeff Saturday tweeted, and I quote, Raiders look horrible. Indy plays the Las Vegas Raiders this Sunday. Ah. <laughs> it gets even more indie with the return of Josh McDaniels. Oh, yeah. Oh. But, uh, yeah, hopefully we can put that narrative to bed. Is there anyone else you feel good for on that Houston squad? Maybe Justin Verlander. I kind of do. He got a win. Or he was on a – he pitched. I don't think he he got the win, but he – Oh, he didn't? He started a game that ended up up being a win. He's been – you know, it's funny. He's been usually really good in the postseason, just not not in the World Series for some reason. That is a bizarre thing. Yeah. You can't can't even – he's like – you're technically not a big game pitcher because when the light is absolutely the brightest, he doesn't do it. But when the lights are brighter, he's still. But didn't he come in in relief and, and throw like two or three big innings in the in the Dodger World Series? I, I, I think that. he did. The thing I don't remember him having a bad time in that World Series. I yeah. just don't remember him like actually getting the dubs. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he he had some lights out performance in the game that they won out of the pen. Or I, no 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 not the not the one they won the game before that one. Because obviously the one that they won, they they smashed you, Darvish, and like the first two innings and the game was over. Yeah, in game seven. Yeah, but I think game six it was. Um, but anyway, all right. So we are going to take a quick break now before we get into our next topics. The Packers losing to the Lions, doing nothing at the deadline. We'll talk about that. 
Bruins, and uh, like you said, halfway point of the NFL season. Let's go back through these divisions. Talk about what we originally thought was going to happen and uh, how some things have gone so far south. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll get into all that after the break. Stick with us, guys. Back here at Slow Your Roll. Moving on, talk about one of our one of my favorite people to talk about. <laughs> he's, just, he's such a great individual. He's a great man. The Packers and Aaron inspirational. That's a good word. It's very inspirational. Um, the Packers lose to the lonely Detroit Lions, the team that they're supposed to dominate, kill every year. Packers have now lost five straight, five straight games. Oh man, I know. It's crazy. Crazy in Green Bay. Five straight losses. And that garbage division. They're going to start drinking out there. Probably. He probably should. Couple no, true tree brandy old. Oh, all of them. That was just a joke because Wisconsin is the highest drinking rate in the country. Really? Yep. I thought it'd be up there, but I thought like maybe Alaska or something. But all right, okay. If I'm not mistaken, they drink half of the world's brandy. Interesting. Well, they might up that a little bit more now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the Packers, I, it's, I'm just, listen, it's not all Aaron's fault, I know that, but a lot of it is. <laughs> and from the moment this game kicked off, you could just tell by his body language, the look on his face, like he just did not want to be there. He was checked out from the minute this game kicked off. And like, I'm starting to think that no matter what he tries to say, it seems very phony at this point. He looks just checked out for the season. This looks like shades of Mike McCarthy in the last year and a half that McCarthy was there. Aaron rolling his eyes. Aaron not wanting to be there. Aaron above it all. Now, I'm not saying he hates LaFleur or anything. I don't know if that's quite the problem. But it looks the same body language wise as those years with McCarthy at the end. And Rodgers deserves a lot of the blame here. He, he does. He took $50 million. He talked about retirement a lot. That's one of the reasons Devontae left. And the report's coming out. Aaron Rodgers doesn't like a lot of motion in the offense, which is bizarre. But he doesn't so because we- he likes everything stationary because... Stop moving. Yeah. So he can read everything before the play, which usually guys like motion to read if it's zone or man. But he wants to know where everybody is at all times before the <laughs> before the play starts. That seems like a personality issue. We talked about how he likes control, controlling the narrative, controlling this, controlling that. Seems like the same way on the football field. But if you watch all these premier offenses now and all these great offensive minds, they use motion to get mismatches, to make the defense's eyes go over here while then the play happens over here. And Aaron doesn't want that. Aaron has become, in his age increasingly every year, just more and more like Brett Favre. you saying he's going to steal a bunch of money? Yeah, maybe he will. <laughs> Super rigid. Stubborn. Jeans. Doesn't want to, doesn't, doesn't, Sorry. doesn't want to form relationships with young players at all. Only wants the guys that he knows Only and he trusts. <laughs> Only with young women. And it's like, Aaron, 
maybe next time, don't take 50 million. Or maybe <laughs> next time, when you're going to have an entirely new set of wide receivers, maybe you should go to OTAs. I don't know. Crazy thought. But maybe you need to work out with the new people a little bit more than you would have if it, you know, was the same people that you played with every single season. So a lot of this falls on Aaron. Three interceptions yesterday. I thought it was funny the week after calling everybody else out. It's not me. It's them. We have guys that shouldn't be playing. Maybe they should be benched. This, this, never him. It's always them. Mm. And it's never, and it's never, we need to work together on it. It's always, they need to work on it. And then he comes out here against the Lions. Those three picks, two by the goal line. I don't know where Green Bay goes at this point. Maybe I'm hyperbolic, but like I kind of think the season's over. I kind of really think Aaron's just completely checked out. Mm. I know, like there is different notes. Sure, the line. It's hard to say where the line is between how much of this is Aaron Rodgers' fault. Yeah, because you know at taking the exorbitant amount of money, being a drama queen, Mm -hmm. uh, the off-field stuff, not being a good teammate. Mm -hmm. Uh, (coughs) All that is technically his fault because he's doing it. But, like, how much is that, because you compared to Brett Favre, how much is this behavior enabled in the fact that there's no real owner of the team being like, bro, team, T-E-A-M, team. So, like... I don't know. It's like almost like he's an adult, so I don't want to say this, but it's almost like seeing a kid, but the the parent, there's no parent there to be like, stop. No, I agree. No, no, no. Not having an owner in Green Bay is probably a huge factor to this. There's no billionaire one person there <laughs> to like come in and just say, shut up. Yeah. We're not doing things that way. Get over it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Because like, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, I can't remember. We hired Matt LaFleur for a reason. If he wants to use motion in the offense, he's going to use motion in the damn offense. Yeah, but like, you see, like, the, the pattern is like, all right, Brett Favre was like this. Now, and Rodgers is like this. Yeah. Like, something has to be enabling this. There's something in the water in Green Bay. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I, I hear what you mean. Brian, do you have some thoughts on this? Obviously, that doesn't ex- exonerate. Like, he's not innocent. No, I know. But, like, there's an, there's an, there's a other, there's a, other problem overhead here. Yes, I got you. I would love to sit Aaron Rodgers down in a room with Vince Lombardi. <laughs> and roll face? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> man. And uh, Le Cordon Bleu, whatever her name is? Blue of Earth. Sure. I mean, I that's an excellent point you made, Jesse, about how there really is no one true like owner mm-hmm. yeah, or real figurehead. Yeah, there's no, there's no big man um, or do, woman. Do I think... We're progressive. Like, do I think the majority of it is on Rodgers just because of the way he acts and <laughs> carries himself and his demands? <laughs> yes. But I think there's a side to that where, you know, some of the sort of avenues, I guess, or ways that they've tried to build the team around him, there is a little something to be said for that from his perspective. <laughs> I mean, you have a guy that's that generationally talented you would think maybe you would put forth a little bit more effort into making the best 11 man unit yeah and Aaron's, with that guy at the helm Aaron's and I don't think they've that. done a lot of that sure and I, I and, get, and I don't again I don't that shouldn't exonerate yeah you know his, he has reason to bitchiness. complain but he's he's way over the top of it yes I do think he has reason to complain but I'm gonna he's in Wisconsin but I'm gonna get to the next part which is 
the fact that the Packers were so quiet at the deadline. And I'm going to give them a pass. I'm going to explain why I get them being quiet at the deadline. Mm -hmm. Now, I think in other years, maybe they should have been more aggressive. But this year, I kind of get it. You're paying Aaron $50 million. You're already on a four-game losing streak. You no longer look like you're one star wide receiver away from being special. So you kind of need the draft capital, don't you? I mean, there are major units of this team that need to be rebuilt. You let Zadarius Smith go also because you didn't have the money to pay him. They don't really have a pass rush. I was told all year how great this Packers defense was going to be. It's kind of underperformed. Um, like I said, no pass rush. You do have Alexander on the back end and a couple of good pieces. But you have some guys on the O-line that are aging. You have no special player at wide receiver. And Aaron Jones now in his, what, fourth, fifth year of heavy usage? Now he's good this year, but he's getting paid a decent amount of money. And we know the history here with running backs. There are major units of this team that you need to change, and you don't have the money to do it. So I understand being like, we need the drafts, Aaron. Like, you yeah. wanted $50 million. The problem with that is... You- you still gave him the $50 million. I, that's that, true. That would have been my response. Like, and so you, when, when you did that, you have to sell out to make him happy? N- no, but... No, no you, that's a legitimate point. You could say that. You sold your soul, so now deal with the consequences. You, and could, you sh- could say that. Sure, because, I, I mean, but, but this, whole, this whole middle ground thing is, I think, kind of making it worse. It pick, pick one or the other, but... but now that he's... And, and, you know, I thought it was funny... Uh, once the before the season started, um, uh, the the sort of not owner but the sort of figurehead is it uh, Mark Murphy? I think that's his name. I'll believe it. Yeah, um, you know, came out and said we look at Aaron Rodgers' contract not as a three-year contract but a series of one-year contracts, which makes me think that like that's the other reason to not go all in if you don't think the team is special right now because at any moment maybe you're afraid that he could just leave. Uh, that's. That's like, I know it, it was weird. That's it like was, Michael Scott. Explain this to me like I'm a five year old. Okay, I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying if he's right or if he's not right. I'm just saying I thought that was a telling thing that you three that separate you one year contracts. <laughs> Technically, yes, but I think it, what they see it as like we don't know if he actually will be here for all three. I think that's really what the sort of terminology was behind. I, it. I guess you can't say that out loud. <laughs> no, you can't. So I wonder just, if that's part of it too. They don't want the public knowing. Because what if they what if they sell out phony option years? Maybe. What if they what if they trade a second round pick for Claypool and they get and they trade another pick to get either a pass rusher or a second wide receiver, and then Aaron just decides after the year I'm done. Well, great. Now you have not a lot of draft capital and no quarterback. Um. Yeah, but at least he's the bad man is gone. I guess. <laughs> and you have pieces. Yeah. Well, uh, then you trade them again for more draft capital. I just, I, everyone wants to rip Green Bay for not doing much of the deadline this year. I, I kind of see why they didn't. They're handcuffed. They are handcuffed. Completely. And they're handcuffed money-wise, and because they're handcuffed money-wise, you need the draft picks. And you're, you've lost four in a row. Four in a row. Like, you're not a it's wide five, receiver five. away. It's five, right? Well, yeah, but, but I'm talking about before. Like while the deadline, oh, before, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. before the Lions game, because by the time the Lion game's kicked off, the deadline's over. So, sure. But you lost four in a row. The Vikings only lost one game. They were already pulling away from that perspective. Like you're not a wide receiver away, clearly. So, 
don't know. I don't know. Yeah. We're going to have... We're gonna have more because you know it. I thought yesterday really exemplified the difference between him and Brady too, just so much. But with that, anyone have some final things on that? Do, do you think Aaron's checked out? Do you think the season's over for Green Bay? Yeah. Oh, oh, all right. Yes, he's checked out, but no, it's. I wouldn't quite call it over yet. Okay. Because like you know, the NFC's I, bad. I know. Yeah, and I don't know. Maybe he'll like because he he looks like he is like four days removed from an ayahuasca trip. And the euphoria is worn off, and he's going to go through the depression for the next two, to three to four days. Okay. But like, you know, eventually he'll just be like, "I'm making fifty million dollars. Like, I'm just happy about that." And they'll just start whipping it one day. I guess. Well, now they got to go play Dallas on that defense next. So good luck, Green Bay. So what do you define as is the season done? They're not losing making, record, no playoffs. They're not making the playoffs. So maybe they'll mm. make the playoffs, but as like, a wild card. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. Listen. <laughs> That division's over. But he's completely checked out. I agree with that. I, he looks checked out. He looks so checked out. All right. Did this win by Dan Campbell another season? It might have. Oh, I hope we'll, so. We'll God, get, I hope so. We'll get there. We will get there. Anyway, with that, though, moving on, Jesse, take it away. All right. So I don't know if you heard what the Bruins did this last week, mm-hmm. but they managed to embarrass themselves again. Mm. They love to embarrass themselves. Despite them being a great team right now, they love to embarrass themselves. So, do you, you heard the name Mitchell Miller in the past couple days? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, he was signed by the Bruins Thursday, Friday. Mm-hmm. He was released last night. I saw that. Why? Oh, apparently he's a bad person. Oh, that's I didn't new- already know that? That's news to the Bruins. You know, first-round draft pick by the Coyotes. Hey, I was talking about the Coyotes a week ago, too. Not even. A couple days ago. Mm-hmm. The day before it happened. Mm. And they made a pick for a kid who is a terrible kid. Let's say that. Um, and, you know, he got blackballed. They said, you know, we rescind our pick. We'll pick no one in that position instead. Uh, and he's been floating out there in some Canadian leagues and whatever. And the Bruins said, yeah, we're going to sign him. Mm. And I, from a hockey standpoint, makes sense. Mm. Our defense sucks. Supposed to be a first round pick, potential mm. defender. Ah, oh. uh, the problem is he's a, apparently a terrible, terrible, terrible person. And it's you, I, you would know that if you paid any attention to the draft a few years ago. Mm. So when the Bruins come out and say, like, oh, we didn't understand the extent of it, it's like, what do you mean, bro? I knew the extent of it. Mm. Like, it, it was horrible. So I understand why he got blackballed from the league. Now, he's apparently not even eligible to play. Wow. So that's what Gary Bettman said. Uh, I want to bring up the name real quick so I get it right. I think it's something Daly? Hmm. Bill Daly. So he's the deputy commissioner. He's literally number two in the league. He gave the Bruins the A-OK. He can play. So I understand from that perspective, all right, the Bruins thought he could play. They thought people would quickly get over the fact of what he did in his past. He'll be fine. That's so Bruins. They, they released him. They came out and said, we didn't understand. We didn't talk to the family, all that stuff. So then that brings me to the kid, Mitchell Miller. And this is going to be a little controversial. I understand people are upset. I don't understand not letting him play. Mm. Because uh, I feel like, you know, 
is this supposed to be like maybe one day he can play i don't know when is when he learn when he shows he's learned something how is he ever going to show he learned anything if you don't let him do anything you know mm. and they said like oh he's got to have a sincere apology which like i don't know how you prove that you can lie through your teeth and like oh the family needs to like say it's okay here's my problem with that i get that but do you ever there's a reason in the court of law we don't ask the victim for the punishment yeah. of the perpetrator. Yeah. They're a little biased. And I understand why they're biased. They'll probably never forgive this kid and based on what he did, and I'm not going to compare what he did. Like I've heard worse things, but I don't want to like Yeah. You shouldn't compare bad things to bad things. Yeah. It, then it undercuts one of them. Mm-hmm. But I understand from the family's perspective why you would never forgive this kid for what he did. It was racist. The kid's disabled. Like you can't you, you can't do these things. Mm-hmm. Uh but he was 14. And people are like, you're old enough to know right from wrong at 14. Yes, but does a 14 understand the uh, severity of the wrong? Mm. A lot of the times, no. no. They understand it's wrong. Part of the reason they're doing it is because it's wrong. But that's the thing. They don't get it. They don't really understand. I've heard people say some of the things that kid has said. I've heard people do some of the things that kid has done. From people around that age, and I've also I've seen some of these people when they're older, and they're not. That's not yeah. who they are. You know, maybe deep down they're secretly hiding all these racist, terrible things. But like, it's it was a kid at the time who should have understood the wrong, but I don't see him understanding the severity of it. I was a fourteen-year-old kid once. I did some nasty, terrible things. I didn't stick a candy in a urinal and then feed it to a kid. Never did that. <laughs> But, I, you know, I bullied a kid in my life. But because at the time, I'm like, uh, you know, whatever, man. Like, he, it's just he's, he's going to go home and get over it. Yeah. No, you don't. Because as a kid, I couldn't wrap my head around the fact that, like, no, this could alter this kid's life. This could affect a lot more than that. Because he's 14. I don't know how he is. I think he's 22, mm-hmm. this Mitchell Miller. Still pretty young. Still might not quite grasp the severity of it. But a one way he will understand is to put him out there in the world, mm-hmm. let people say like, bro, what the hell were you doing? Mm-hmm. And let's see if his behavior has actually changed. Mm. I don't know. Is that so controversial? No, I don't think so. Other than let's lock this kid away, make sure he never has a chance anywhere ever again. And guess what? I guarantee he's going to come out of that <coughs> having his beliefs like more embedded in him than ever. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Two wrongs don't make a right, in my opinion. No, I agree. So that's that perspective and how stupid the Bruins are and about the kid. However, still, Stanley Cup is on. We're winning everything. We're the freaking best team ever assembled here. Jim Montgomery is the greatest coach of all time. Let's go full speed ahead. Brian, how do you feel about this team? Let's not peak too early. Oh, wait. We did. Oh, wait. Okay. We already did. Hey, wait. Maybe now. They, but maybe they peaked so early they could peak again later. Sure. I mean, granted, the last time I saw a team peak this good this early, they won the cup, but it was also a lockout year. Uh, the Blackhawks. Okay. Yep. One like. I think it was like the first 23 games of the yeah. season they got a point in these every single game. So like yeah. they lost like three games, but they were overtime losses. So like oh, okay. unstoppable force at the time. Here's my problem with the peak too early thing. 
you know, every game, when you just look back at all of them, 82 games, 162, um, baseball, 17, whatever the hell we're at yeah. in football, um, you know, every game actually is worth the exact same. Mm-hmm. You can, you know, like, all right, the in-division games are technically worth a little more. But, you know, when you look at every game, it's all worth one game. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter how you win it. So when I hear the, oh, you peaked too soon, it's like, well, we're trying to win every game that we can. And it's not our fault that we've won nine out of ten to start the year. Like, should we not? I'm not saying don't win nine out of ten Like, we should peak. I'm not saying. We should always be trying to peak more. You should always be trying to peak more. But the problem is, is if you're not in the playoff picture, by Thanksgiving in that league, it is so hard to make that ground up. No, it is. And, like, I don't. And I. you see that happen fairly no. often with teams that come out of the gate red hot. I'd rather be the hottest team in April, hockey-wise, in February, March, April, than October, November, December. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just because, like, you know, I'd rather go into the playoffs hot. However, this is only setting us up to have a cushion when we eventually dip. Mm-hmm. And sure, like, all right, maybe there's enough time to dip and come way back up again. But, like... Do you really want to look at it like with that perspective, though? Like, oh, we've earned a cushion to sort of. No, no, no. I don't because ah, yeah. because that's that's how you throw your feet up. That's how that's how the the hare lost the race to the turtle. Have a Tim yeah. Hortons. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, win every game you can as soon as you can, and when the stumbles eventually come because they're going to happen in a long season, mm. hopefully the cushion will save you, and you will, you know go back up again that's not a good you're right that's not a good i perspective to have but that's we're peaking i see it and i totally get it too and that soon. is that is probably the perfect counter argument to someone that wants to go yeah well they're peaking too soon this, this yeah and it's like i get it i i like i said i'd rather have be hot at the end of the year playoff time than right now right but win every game you can get every point you can Guarantee your playoff spot as soon as possible, mm-hmm. and then we'll talk again about who's the hottest team in the league, seeding, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Let's let's just win points, get points. Okay. Other than that, though, but like I mean, I'm listen, very pleasantly surprised. Yeah. But like, isn't Tampa on the way down? Yes, it's still good, but on yes. So who's in their way? In their in their. Toronto was supposed to be in their way. They Florida. always do well against Toronto in the playoffs. Yes, but also like Toronto does have our number like the past year, just because like how offensively minded they are. And again, they beat us the other day. Not a very offensive game, mm. but like they, for some reason they just outscore us in the regular season. Okay, Florida was supposed to be in our way. We'll see how that goes. They've had a lot of um, change to that team. Still mm-hmm. should be good. People thought the Penguins could be really good. I don't. Hurricanes. Mm-hmm. Hurricanes might be the big one again. Okay, because like they not only did they have our they were better than us, but they had our specific like number. Like what we did was just so bad for what their game is about. Type Didn't of stuff they beat us like twenty three to one. Oh as yeah, far as no the, in regular the, season the, that was they outscored us. They it was tw- some something twenty yeah. to one, and that one goal was a power play goal. Yeah, I, I do remember hearing that last year when they faced off against the playoffs. So I mean, listen, the defense is still shoddy, but McAvoy <laughs> hasn't hasn't played a game yet. Brad Marchand was supposed to come back Thanksgiving. He's already back. So McAvoy is skating. All right. Sounds good. Some Bruins talk here. Yeah. Starting to cool off, but but 
It seems like they're, they're, their, conference, their conference has gotten worse. We lost one oh, game. Oh, they're keeping it plenty hot with all this Mitch Miller drama. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, anyway, speaking of divisions. Dumbasses. We are at halfway point. Let's go back through these divisions real quick, boys. Hell you were you were here for the for the kicking off the NFL show too, weren't you? I believe I was. Yeah, I think he was. I think we did. I thought we did the divisions with your brother. Oh yeah, but maybe. that was the week before the actual like kickoff. Show. Yeah, maybe. It so was. I don't know if he was here to pick the divisions. I forget. That. We might have asked him anyway. Yeah, we probably did. Anyway, I don't know. so let's start in our division. Let's start in our division. Right now, no surprises about who's in first place. Kind of shocking about how good the division is, though, right? Yeah. Like, like we thought Miami would be decent, but. Here's the Jets here out of nowhere. Second place, six and three. Went over Buffalo last week. Nobody saw this coming, right? No. No. I don't know how much with... They're very excited in New York. <laughs> I don't know how much this is going to keep up, though. Because Zach Wilson still looks like a problem. It looks like with defense and sort of energy and catching teams by surprise, the Jets have been able to amass the six and three record. I do think it's a little fool's gold. I think they have some very talented players. Um, there's there's a lot of things to look up for for this season. Salah brings a lot of energy in, but I do think they're very limited. They have to win a certain way, and then with Brees Hall going down too, I I still think the bottom drops out of this team here at some point. Yeah, I, I can't see them being a second place team and in the playoffs. I just don't see it. No, I mean here's the thing: they're they were yeah they were last place last year. Yes, you say you say it a lot. Last, last place, place schedule. schedule. Uh, there is there is some real personnel on this team yes. that are, you expect to beat the regular last place schedule teams that are always there. The Houston Texans, teams like that. Uh-huh. I don't know. They haven't played that team, mm-hmm. but like whatever. Um, and you listen, it's in any given Sunday type of thing. But the Bills remind me a little bit of Steelers. Mm. Uh, they they know they're they're, a lot like the Steelers. They know they're damn good, yeah. and that's part of their problem. Uh huh. So I, I kind of thought like, listen, Jets have an above five hundred schedule, but these are still the Jets. They just lost to the freaking Patriots. Yeah, we got this. Yeah, and didn't happen. Yeah, because any given Sunday, Bills were moving too much. Uh, maybe Josh Allen didn't throw up enough before the game. <laughs> um, and uh, Josh Allen is like, you know what? You can't win when your quarterback sucks. Yeah. So. He knows he didn't have a good game. So, like, yeah, listen. Great for them. Good for Jets fans. But, like, New York football is going to fall off at some point. I agree. New York football. I agree. I agree. But I do think they have some positive things to look forward to as far as future-wise. Sure. Yeah. Hey, in a couple of years, you are going to give the Bills hell. Yes. But I'll see this. I don't know if I said it at the start of the year. I said they'd be jockeying for a playoff spot. I think the Dolphins are a playoff team. When Tua plays. When Tua plays, yeah. And I don't like Tua. I think I think once you get into the cold weather months and they have to travel somewhere and it's not ideal conditions, like that pretty offense is going to go down the drain a little bit. But for the regular season right now, I think Miami's explosive. They're a problem week to week for teams. I think they're a playoff team right now. I think they're a wild card team. We oh, guess, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Oh, Miami's yeah. It's a playoff team right yeah. now. Yeah, and they're having the time of their lives down there right now. Exactly. All right, let's move on to the next one. <sighs> thought it'd be the best division in football really it's just the worst coach division in football and that is the AFC West where Kansas City still rules number one uh six and two behind that are the Chargers at five and three Denver at three and five and the Raiders with Josh McDaniels who've been a bit of a mess so far at two and six I, I started last time Brian I'll let you start this time uh thoughts on the AFC West now 
<laughs> now that we're at the halfway point through the season. What a cream puff. <laughs> yeah. It has literally turned into the AFC East like the last 20 years. I know. Like every now and again, there'd be a half-decent Bills team. Mm-hmm. You know, they'd manage four or five wins by this time of the year, and then they'd sort of— It was a Miami team that made a playoff. Peter out. Yeah. Uh, there's your yeah, L.A. Chargers, and then— which, uh, the Broncos and the and and the Raiders just look like the most Jets and Dolphins teams really do. of the last twenty years. I cannot believe, believe, oh to Ron Jaworski, how bad yeah. those two teams are right now. I know this is. I'm, I'm in I am, shock. I have never seen so much uh, underwhelming play. Oh, we were talking like, about like, receipts earlier. I bet Denver wishes they had a return policy on one of them. <laughs> I know. I, they prob- probably both of them, but yeah. <laughs> yeah true. <laughs> both of them. But yeah, I've, I've never seen so much underperforming. I've never seen so much waste of talent as there is in the AFC West. Even yeah. the one team that has a winning record in second place and might make the playoffs in the Chargers are badly underperforming. Like, the offense is kind of vanilla. It's not very imaginative. Staley continues to just be so I was just gonna just get in the way all the time I was just gonna say about him like as bad as we know that he is yeah like well the team just how has bad so does much the, how bad does the offense have to get until we're like okay maybe this isn't just Staley's fault no I it's it's injuries now too I I, yeah, really, I, I was gonna it, say like the wide I don't receiver think Herbert you don't see Herbert make dumb mistakes. They just don't let Herbert loose the way that they should. They're very conservative offensively. And now he's had to deal with both his main targets going down with True. injury. So, yeah. I mean, I, to be honest, I don't have much to add to that. If anything, Casey's going to run away. Whenever I watch the Chargers, it's vanilla play call on first down, vanilla play call on second down. Oh, shit, it's third and long. Justin Herbert, <laughs> save us. That's what it is. And sometimes he does. A lot of the times he does. Enough to get them to a five and three record, but uh, well, also red zone. Give the ball to Eckler. Give the ball to Eckler. Yeah, just give the ball to Eckler. It's like the late season quarterback version of Aaron Judge. Yeah, right. But uh, the Raiders and Denver. Holy crap! Um, wow. At least the Raiders can say they have been kind of unlucky, and and they do usually lose really close games. But I will say, last Sunday, blowing the seventeen point lead to the Jags. I mean, that's that's a black guy. That's pretty damning. For someone who I don't know if they're going to get fired after their first year, I lean towards maybe not, but like that is one that you do point to and go, that's pretty bad. That That's pretty problematic. Come home, Josh. <laughs> yeah. We'll get into Josh himself later, but uh, some thoughts on the AFC West here. I mean, like I said, there's not too much I can really add here. It's just, I mean, KC, you know, we thought they might <laughs> dip and come down, but like they have worked their offense and defense to be good enough, almost better in some ways. I was just going to say, I almost like the offense there more now. Than no, I do too. I said that last week or two weeks. Bringing in uh, Kadarius Tony like that, that really could just be like the piece to really make them run to the playoffs. Uh, but like, I mean, we all, do we all pick Denver? No, no, we, I think we were pretty all split. We were to, for the division. Yeah, we were pretty, we were pretty split. Okay, but still, you and I picked Denver. Right? Yeah, I think we did. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure in the end I picked Denver. Okay, maybe Dan was the only one who didn't. Okay, but Dan picked the Raiders. So, but <laughs> oh, oof, ooh, big. I oof. mean, just, I I don't know to see a team that's just so on paper stacked and just be so blur, not even blur, like 
It's so. It's a mess. It's it's, it's dysfunctional. It's a kid playing Madden. All he does is play ass Madden, ass Madden, ass Madden, ass Madden. I know. It's, it's like I have no idea what the playbook even says. Yes. Do you think Denver has a chance to get back into it? Yeah, but that's because the AFC is also not as good as it should be. Yeah, I don't know. I think they have an outside chance. I just don't see but it. But there's teams in the AFC that are playing better than we thought right. they would. Next one. Yes. But AFC North. I think this one, this is the one that, that has gone largely the way I expected. Got Baltimore in front right now. Since he was off to a little slower of a start, they had that clunker against Cleveland. But for the most part, they've started to hit their stride a bit later in the season. Then you have the Browns and you have the Steelers. Uh, I thought the Steelers would be a smidge better at this point. They're pretty bad. Um, I'm not shocked with Cleveland. I, you know, A lot of people thought maybe they could tread water with Jacoby Brissett. I said in the AFC, I don't see it. I looked at that schedule and I said, they're so severely outmatched a quarterback every week. I just don't see it. I, I don't think they can hover around 300, uh, 500 uh, until Deshaun's back. They look pretty bad, 3-5 and five right now. Um, anybody thoughts on the AFC North so far? I mean, Bengals are still obviously going to win it, but like, it, <laughs> it's it's I don't know. It's it's one of the more exciting, I guess, divisions to watch, even though the games are uh, and also kind of embarrassing at times. But like, you're right. Steelers are worse than I thought. Yes. Like I thought, like it'd at least be. I don't know if they'd be good. I know, like I didn't expect them to put up a lot of points, but like it, it's clunky, it's messy, and it's like this. I, I, it's so not Steelers. Yeah. Um. And I understand, like, it comes with, you know, turning over a, a quarterback when you've had the same guy for 15 years. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's uncharacteristic for a Mike Tomlin team. And yeah. they can get messy. But this is a different kind of mess. This is an on-the-field mess. I know. The locker room is always a mess. But yeah. that's whatever. That's yeah. the Steelers' way. So, and I, yeah, I guess Cleveland is what I expected mm. at this point. With, I think you thought they'd tread water a little better than they have with Brissett. Here's the I thing. do, too. Here's the yeah. thing. I feel like they have, but the record doesn't show it. Okay. Because they have blown. Like, they should have beat the Jets in week two. There's just been a couple games like where that it's like, man, they you had control of that for a minute. What happened? Mm. Browns, man. That Pats-Browns game. Well, that was just kind of a fluky win for the Pats. I guess, I but like Bill, lo- Bill hates the Browns. Yeah, he does. He loves to just bury them in the dirt. He does. But All it's right. one of those teams he's got a lot of, <laughs> got a lot of respect yeah. for the Cleveland Browns. All right. <laughs> Next one. The AFC South. Now, we thought the Titans would take a major step back. We and most people had Indy winning this division. Now, I'll be honest. They, we flipped to the Jags. Great, great, <laughs> great job by Vrabel last night defensively against KC. But I don't think we're wrong on Tennessee. I think Tennessee is not the team that they were. We just underestimated how bad the rest of the division would be. Yeah. Like no, Indy, what it is. Indy is a tire fire. Nobody expected Indy to fall off. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't I don't feel I I think our take on Tennessee to start the year is spot on. It's just No, we nailed it. I just think we didn't realize that Indy was gonna be awful. Yeah, no, Tennessee took a step back. Yeah. It's just yeah, and Indy took five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um so they're at five and three. Colts three and five. Jags three and six. Texans one and six. Texans are awful. Texans might be the worst team in football. Jags jumped on the hype train a little early. A <laughs> little early. Said they'd win in the division. Then they lost what four straight? I think it was five. It might have been five. Yeah, they were two and one. But you know what? They came back down seventeen nothing to the Raiders. Beat Josh McDaniels. 
They got that last place schedule still. Ryan Tannehill's had been ankle issues. Jags are getting back in this baby. I'm 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 doubling down. I'm I'm getting right back on that train. Three and six. They're coming back. Them in Tennessee, uh, neck and neck. Well, they played Oh, they played the Chiefs next week. Oh, the Jags do? Yeah. Oh, they'll win. Uh. <laughs> in LN. Oh, they're winning. Okay. All right. Ah, dude. Ah, it doesn't get much. Yeah, no, Put bad. the Jags four and a half point favorites. Bro, I'm gonna be honest. I don't know what the hell we were thinking. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't get much easier. Is it that bad? Uh, it's in Arrowhead, home against win. The, home against the Ravens. Win. They go to Detroit, so that's it's a loss. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're winning out, Jesse. They're winning out. Well, it could be a tie in in Tennessee. Home against the Cowboys. Oh, God. At the Jets. At Houston. Home against the Titans. You know, when they beat KC next week by 14, oh. you'll be singing a different... Okay. <laughs> no, we got on this train too early. <laughs> <laughs> we we really whiffed on that one. <laughs> you know, I said, like, when you, you put a bet down, I was like, damn, why didn't you call me? I would have thrown, like, a bunch of money. <laughs> good, good thing you didn't call me. <laughs> I don't regret it. The payout was so nice. I didn't throw that much money. <laughs> so, did, speaking of which, did you both think that Philly was going to cover the line against the Texans? No, I didn't. Okay. I didn't bet it, but I didn't think they'd cover. Big favorites don't uh, usually cover on standalone games. I didn't know what it was. Uh, I think it was yeah, I don't 13 really, I don't, and a half. I, don't, oh. I saw one right before the game. I think it was 14. The, what, I, that 14? Mor- that morning I okay, saw Okay, if I got 14 on the books, I probably would have put money on it. I right? absolutely would have. Even a 13 and a half, I would have taken Houston. They still yeah, covered. I, I I don't think. I think they would have. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I don't think they would have moving on to the NFC. The NFC East. I don't think this is always. I don't think this has been overly shocking. Um, Dallas is better than I thought, though. I thought I we all are better than I thought. We had Philly winning the division, but we thought Dallas was going to take some major steps back. The six and two. That's a real defense out there. I mean, Quinn's got him playing, flying all over the field, super athletic. Defense good. Defense good. He's a good defensive. Also good. Yeah, but they don't give him the ball enough. (laughs) (laughs) But. Now they are a C.D. Lamb injury away from being a <laughs> anemic offense. That's the problem with Dallas. Offensively, they're teetering on the edge all the time because the minute Lamb goes down, they got nothing else in the passing game really. So, but I got to be sad. I'm impressed with Dallas. Dallas might go further in the playoffs than I thought. That entire division is better than I thought. I know. Then we have the Giants and the Dable dilemma. Nobody saw this one coming. We thought for sure they'd be a tie or fire. Six and two. They play some of the best situational football, by the way, in the league. Yeah. Did you you know? Did you see Brian Dable? It was uh, last week, not this week. Mm-hmm. He showed up to the game. They got a picture of him. He's in a suit, got a briefcase. He made it after the game. There was nothing in the briefcase. Really? He just <laughs> brought a briefcase. <laughs> what the heck? He's like, he also is like, that suit was so uncomfortable. <laughs> I know Bill's coaching tree is bad, but when you coach under Bill, you should understand situational football. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless you're Matt Patricia. Unless you're Matt Patricia. Um, and by the way, I, and I've said now, even with the Commanders, I mean, they lost last week. Barely, though. It was a good game. They should have won that game. Uh, they kind of should have won that game. 
I, even to me, even the commanders, I think, have a chance to like make some noise and, and get back in this thing, at least as a wild card team with Heineke at quarterback. They got talent on the offensive side of the ball. So like the NFC East is like the best division in the NFC now. Yeah. Shockingly. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. I still don't buy any of them. To be honest, I buy the commanders out of all of them. Not as a good team, but like, you know what? How they're playing, that's how I think they are. Okay, I get how you. the How the Eagles are playing, get out of here with that crap. You're not an undefeated team. No, I agree. You might go the season undefeated. Just because their at your schedule s- is awful. Yeah. Yeah, like that's the easiest schedule I think I've ever seen for an NFL team. My buddy Sully and I, I think, picked them to go like 15 and 2. Bro, they're at least going, they're going to they're gonna march to 10 and 0 with ease. Oh, I know. Like, I think so, too. But I think they have a certain way to win, and I don't think they have a second gear, which is they script it, they get a lead, and they run the ball, and they have great pass rushers, and they just lean on teams, get after them, pin their ears back, and just tee off. Well, and their, their skill but players if are... they don't get that lead, I don't know if they're able to play another way. Like The Bills can be behind by 10. The Chiefs can be behind by 10. They'll be okay. Like I don't think Philly has another way to win. It's just they've been so good at making sure the game is played the way they want it played. Yeah, and like there's, they have so many skill players that like the ball control. Even like when you're not moving downfield anymore, like Dallas Goddard is the king of getting the ball, ca- catching a five yard pass, and running for another five yards. Yeah, they have. I mean, they don't use Gainwell, but like they have a very deep running back core mm-hmm. in Gainwell, Scott, and Sanders. Sanders. Yeah. Jalen Hurts looks pretty yeah. good. Yeah, looks like does. an NFL quarterback. Yes. Uh, and, uh, you know, Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown are pretty, pretty good. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. So, I mean, listen, A.J. Brown being there has been huge. Hurts has popped ever since they got a yeah. star wide receiver for him, which is one of the reasons I was so great about why the, the Bears got Chase Claypool for Fields. I think you see this. You need the super talented sort of um, the the crutch for the young kid. They're like, I know this guy. Is going to be open when I need to. I I know that at least every day I come in here to play, I have a guy who can soak up seven, eight, nine targets, especially when I need them the most. I think that's so valuable for a young quarterback. And, yeah. and so it, they've really popped since they got A.J. Brown. Well, I mean, there's several quarterbacks playing that game right now. Jalen Hurts is doing it with A.J. Brown. Uh, Tua's doing it with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. That helps too. But like... Terry McLaurin wasn't doing much this year. The second Heineke gets in there, he's like, I, I trust that guy. Yeah. If I'm in trouble, I'm just going to throw it to that guy. Yeah. And it works out. Yeah. They, they need to have a young – it's a, it's fine to have a young, even not even that great quarterback. I don't really think it's great to win a Super Bowl. Mm. Um, that's when you might need like a Matt Stafford, a Patrick Mahomes, a Tom mm. Brady, a, a Joe Burrow. Um, but to just get you to the playoffs, like if you have a young kid and a – a wide receiver that he can trust mm-hmm. it's working out no i know it really is and uh all right so next one the nfc west the shocker seahawks in first place at six and three niners four and four rams three and five cardinals at three and six brian i'm gonna let you start on let this one. gino cook that right uh, wow that's i i absolutely thought it would have been between the uh 49ers and the rams yeah like what what the hell happened now and and as far as the Rams go, I get it. You lost a couple of pieces here. Wit retired. You you got to come out looking a little bit better than this. No, I know. There's still too much talent on that team. 
And you still got one of the best coaches mm-hmm. in the league, mm-hmm. one of the three best coaches. Mm-hmm. And sort of the same thing in San Francisco. It's like they've, like, you would think that falling backwards into having Jimmy G starting again. Well, it has helped. I mean, been... But Trey Gunham started on the wrong foot. They Fair. lost the game to Chicago. Let, I'm, let's be honest. They Fair. probably win with yep. Jimmy G there. Fair. They've been a bit beat up. I, I have no problems with the Niners. I still think the Niners are winning this. I think. Well, I didn't think it at the start of the year, but I think it now. Niners are winning this division. They'll come back. They'll overtake Seattle. Seahawks, great story. Yeah, how much longer? Pete Carroll's done last? a nice job. They hit a home run in the draft. I mean, they have six guys who they just plugged and played just from the draft alone. Mm-hmm. Two guys on the own line. Walker, uh, a linebacker in the middle, a corner, like just knocked the draft out of the park. And they've 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 basically rebuilt half their team in one draft. John so, Snyder, that guy knows how to yeah, run. Yeah, so draft. he he deserves a lot of credit for that. Seahawks are basically almost half a new team since last year's team with Russell Wilson. Mm. Um, just from the guys that they've plugged and played from the draft. I mean, I think if Seahawks beat the Rams in two weeks, three weeks, sorry, I thought they were going to win the division. No, I right, come think, on. I I think the Niners List, are still winning this it's, division. It's possible here, man. They they can do it. It's, it's in their hands. Who do they have left on their record? Uh, the Seahawks. Yes. Next week it's the Bucks, which I don't. Uh, no. That's, I think Tampa's winning. You know? Where? Yeah, is I think Tampa's winning because Tampa, Tampa Tampa got that Tampa big win that they just needed to, and I think Tampa's going to start to right the ship mm. a little bit. Tampa will still be a little bit more desperate than Seattle. Let's mm. not forget too, albeit they were different teams. Brady's first year in Tampa. At the end of November, he was seven and five. Mm. Yeah, what's his record right now? Four and five. Mm. Don't be surprised if they turn this around again. Yeah. Oh no, like, I'm not. I don't count, back on off of what you said. I don't said. count the yeah. Bucks out, but mm. I'd rather play the Bucks now than mm. in a month. Mm-hmm. But then the uh, home against the Raiders. Okay. In L.A. against the Rams. Tough game. Home against the Panthers. Win. Yeah. Home against the 49ers. Loss. Uh, Even at home, in I, I think the I think the Niners loss in Arrowhead. Yeah, loss. Home against the Jets. Home against the Rams. Home against the Jets. Home against the Rams. Interesting. Interesting layout. Okay. Might actually I, win. They win could. Now. They could. I. They I went out. I just. I don't know. I don't know how. I don't, long know, I don't think they went out. They're definitely probably going to lose the Chiefs. But yeah. Well, no. I mean, they're losing. No, games. I think they're oh, losing the last two. Games. Oh, okay, that's what you mean. That's what you mean. I think they're losing at least one of the Rams games. I, I still think they'll lose at least one of those. Their defense still isn't that great. Um, it's gotten a little better the last two weeks, but it's still not that great. And if they look at their opponents, they haven't really played that great of teams. So, Niners probably, you know, they got a little tougher of a schedule. Do I think it? I think the Niners have gotten through the tough part of their schedule now. I think it's going to lighten up a little bit. Um, I still see San Francisco <coughs> overtaking them in this division. Let's let's the the Rams though. Boy, this is the shocker. I don't All think they're going to make the playoffs. Oh, I don't think so either. I, and at least we were wrong, and we said I, I don't see anything standing in LA's way. LA was in LA's way. <laughs> yeah. Um, but at least I think you you came along with me. I think pretty early on this too, which is like I think it was three or four weeks in. We said you know there are problems here that we don't really know are fixable. Like, the minute they lost Whitworth, the old line is bad. Like, it's a bad offensive line. There's nothing you can really do for that. The minute OBJ's been gone, we've realized they don't really have a second weapon uh, in the in the, in the the passing game. Cam Akers is in the doghouse. That's a weird 
they sort play. of dynamic there. So they're not running the ball the way they used to. It's Cooper Cup and basically anybody else. Robinson is belongs on the back of a milk carton. Uh, <laughs> he's vanished. And Higby's the only guy in the passing game out of the Hig- cup. Higby's vanished the past few weeks, too. Yeah. So, no, I, I, I don't think the Rams get out of this. I don't think these problems are fixable. I think they miss the playoffs. Well, and also, like, with how good the NFC East has actually become, like, mm-hmm. they're probably, they have the potential to take two of those three wild cards. Oh, yeah. No. They're I, probably going to. Yeah. All right. Next one, the NFC North. Uh huh. I'm, I'm walking around a little smug, little little smug today. I got nothing but hate from from you, from Dan, from people online when I put it up there, from from everyone I knew who I talked about this. Admittedly, and I did say you were wrong. I didn't hate on it. But you I didn't hate on it at least. You were you weren't as you weren't go as far as everybody else. Minnesota, so seven and one. I'm gonna eat my pushback now. You can put it in the bag almost already statistically because Green Bay's three and six. This has gone exactly how I thought it would. You thought seven and one? I thought eight and zero, oh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so he was thinking Eagles Vikings yeah. conference title game. I did not. Fuck I did. It. I did not think it'd be quite like this, but. Uh, I said the Vikings are better everywhere, and they're better everywhere. The Packers secondary is better than the, uh, maybe. the Vikings secondary. Maybe, maybe. But uh, the thoughts on the uh, NFC North? You know what? I really, honest to God, cannot wait to see what this division looks like next year. It'll be interesting. This, the Bears are getting better. Yeah. The lights come on for Fields. Wait, wait. So not only that, right, what Fields is looking like so far this year, mm-hmm. after the Roquan Smith trade, mm-hmm. Chicago now has over a hundred million dollars in cap space going oh, into next year, I, and they yeah, have nine draft picks. Yeah, I, I wanted to talk about Chicago today specifically, but we just didn't have the time. Uh well, here's the thing: like maybe we were wrong about uh, was it, is it Eberflus? Yeah, yeah. No, I think Eberflus. Well, it, it, maybe here's the thing: Eberflus has done a nice job, though the defense is kind of trash. It's just Eberflus came along with. A really good offensive coordinator. I mean, Luke Gexy has done a great job. They've they've realized what Fields can do. They've played into that. They've been like, all right, we need to move the pocket. We need to get some play design here. We need to, you know, this and that. A little smoke and mirrors. They've got the kid along. They got him going through his progressions better. They've given him some confidence. So, if you have a great offensive coordinator, the defensive coach thing can work, even with a young quarterback. And and the OC that Eberflus has brought with him, I think, has done a sensational job. The only issue now is, is he a head coaching candidate? That's the problem in Chicago now. Oh, the... The OC. Mm, maybe. Watch. A couple of weeks, I think you're going to start <laughs> hearing his name out there for for, for head did coaching they, positions. Did they both come from the... From Indy? Co- yeah. Uh, no. Iberflus knew him, though. So okay. He, I forget where he got him from. He got him from somewhere else. Okay. I was going to say Jim Irsay is going to come knocking soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, like, you know, maybe they were the... The brain trust in India, you're saying? Yeah. No, I get you. No, but Gexy did not come from there. Okay. Yeah. But, you no, know, it, it's going to be interesting in that division moving forward here. And it's funny because, like, you know, the Lions have better personnel in a lot of places than Green Bay also. On offense, yeah. Yeah, on offense, particularly. All right, next one, the NFC North. Tampa and the Falcons tied at four and five. Then you have the Saints at three and five. Carolina competing with Houston as the worst team in football. <laughs> um, Tampa's the shocker, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we thought it'd be better than this. Yeah. 
We wondered. We, I mean, we were when the offensive line was getting shredded mm-hmm. in camp and the preseason. Like we were like, oh man, like you might you might find yourself in trouble pretty quick if you can't come running. But we usually leaned back on the idea that like that division's bad. Like they'll be they'll be able to manage. They'll be okay. <sighs> I didn't we see them it, tied with the somebody at this point. Right I don't know. Now. We we thought the Falcons were going to be really bad. They're better than we thought. Uh, we, uh, I don't know. I don't know exactly where we stood on the Saints. I thought I thought they had a chance to make some noise, but I, I felt and like they still do. I thought we thought the Car- uh, the Carolina Panthers could also yeah, make some Carolina noise. Yeah, we thought Carolina could be better than what they were. Yeah, but it's been a mess. But I didn't think the Falcons would be completely bad. Hey, Baker Ray played, but yesterday. they've been a bit better than I thought they'd be. They honestly, and and they keep losing close games. I mean, they could they could have a better record. Yeah, than they Tampa. still Falcon themselves. They kind of do a little bit. But Arthur Smith's done a very good job with that offense and rebuilding it. I think we found out that Matt Ryan might have been part of the problem. At least uh, the last year or two. Well, I don't know. At like, least last year. I mean, the run game was pretty good last year and it's still good this year. Mm-hmm. Um, even without Cordell Patterson. Although Cordell Patterson's but, I mean, Mariota at least can add to the run game and they move the pocket and they do a bunch of different things with him. Whereas Ryan was just a stationary guy whose arm was kind of getting shot. Yeah. So I, Ryan, Ryan might have been a little, bit, a little bit, a little, little bit of the problem. Just, just a hair. Just, eh. just a wee bit. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> who was he? Who was he throwing to last year? Cordero Patterson. Uh, Ray, Ridley did Ridley play for like a few Calvin games. Calvin Ridley for a little bit. For like three games. Yeah. Then he's like, I'm sad. I need to go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Kyle, he, he, oh, the thing. Mike, Kyle he, Pitts he was made, having a better season. Speaking thing. of Calvin Ridley, can we talk about how uh, he's a Jag? Yes, to the Jaguars, yeah. and he placed the bet on the Falcons beating the Jaguars. Did he? Yes. That's the one that got him. Uh, yes. That's, that's yes, it is. That's that's, <laughs> that's good. That's great. That uh, might actually be the best fifteen hundred dollars he ever spent <laughs> getting out of Atlanta. Yeah. And now he lives in Florida. Oh, he lives in North Florida. Yeah, it's a little different, but I still think the Jags are getting better. I mean, would um, you rather play with Trevor Lawrence? Uh, wheels falling off the bus, Matt Ryan. Well, uh, now it's Mariota, but Mariota doesn't throw the ball all that much. So, yeah, you'd rather play with Lawrence. I don't know. Like, you know, things are looking a little up for the Falcons. That's true. They are. Um. We'll but sure, I'd rather be in the stretch. city of Jacksonville than Atlanta, um, Georgia. But guys, I know it's four and five. They're tied technically record-wise. We trust that Tampa's going to write the ship enough right, to win this division. Oh, so, of course. That was an emotional win. Okay. Like, Tampa's going to, other than the Seahawks game, they're going to bolt. Okay. That was the, like, <laughs> that we're on the, that's their we're on to Cincinnati. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that could be the turning point. Okay. Yeah, I thought that too watching that game last night. You know why? It's more Scotty Miller. More Scotty Miller. And I said that after the game last night. That's the new Edelman down there. Yeah. Lust of trusting Mike Evans who makes terrible drops. They had six drops. I know. It's not Brady's fault. I know. I don't think it is either. I was going to talk about that in the Tommy Report quite a bit. All right. So that has been our NFL halfway checkpoint here in the season. We are going to take our last point. Uh, We're going to take our last quick break. We're going to get some coaches on the hot seat. And I'm uh, going to talk... Some LSU football. Just 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 real quick. Then we move into the stuff we usually finish with the stick with us guys.
we are back. It is time to grade the coaches on like how how close they are to getting fired, basically. Yes. On a scale, uh, I don't. We don't really have a scale, but just like how hot is the seat they are sitting on, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, we got a couple. One of them was going to be Frank Reich, but of course, ruined that. <laughs> um, but we'll start in L.A. Mm-hmm. Specifically, San Diego, L.A. Chargers. Yeah, Staley. Right. I right. keep wanting to call him Lane Staley, but that's not correct. Don't you dare insult that man. Like that. <laughs> yeah, that's the former lead singer of Alice in Chains. But Staley. My favorite guy. <laughs> One of them. Uh, yeah, so Brandon Staley here. So the Chargers are 5-3. and three. Uh, They fortunately got that win last week over Washington, a game they probably shouldn't have won. But hey, it is what it is. Um, their division has ended up being so bad and so poorly coached <laughs> that I could see Brandon Staley being able to save his job this season. Uh, I certainly don't think Staley will get fired during the season. If they make the playoffs, I think Brandon would have saved his job because they would have made the playoffs. That was the bugaboo on him last year. And we all know that Dean Spanos doesn't like to pay a lot of money to coaches. So he's like, well, he got us there. He got us to the playoffs. I'll, just, I'll keep paying this guy because I don't have to pay him as much as everybody else. So if they make the playoffs, Staley will save his job. If they don't, I think Dean Spanos opens up the wall and does make a big splash. Sean Payton. Because Payton will have his choice of where to go, and there's not a better opening job that could be available than the Chargers. You'll inherit Justin Herbert. The talent that they have on offense. They have plenty of talent on the defensive side of the ball, too. I think that's the best job that anyone could walk into. If they don't make the playoffs, Staley's gone. Sean Payton comes there. Sean Payton spending a lot of time in Los Angeles now because he's working with Fox Sports, and he has a home out there. Hmm. All right. I mean, anyone push back? N- what do you no. see? Where do you see? Do you think do I don't you think they I could don't, make the playoffs and Brandon could still get fired if they yes. lose and it looks ugly? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yep. if he like makes the playoffs and then does one of his stupid fourth down mm-hmm. tries in a ridiculous time and spot in the field, sure, yeah. Okay. Listen, he makes he so loves. You guys see a scenario where they make the playoffs and Staley still gets canned? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he, right, he, listen, he loves. That's the right decision. He loves to make the wrong decisions. Yeah, he really does. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, cool. Right, listen, that gives me hope. That was easy, but yeah. like, I don't know. I don't know if they will. Yeah, I know. I get you. All right, Jesse, next one. All right, Let me just get up the schedule. Josh McDaniels. Now, I said at the beginning of the year, this man's a sleeper agent. He's going there to destroy uh, Las Vegas from within, and then he's going to come back and teach Mac. A thing or two. Mm-hmm. I did. I lie. Nope. Did I lie? <laughs> uh, this. Uh, listen. Other than, I mean, if Hackett wasn't literally in the same division as him, yeah, people would be like, "What the hell is Josh McDaniels doing?" More than they already are, mm-hmm. because, listen, I am not a fan of Derek Carr, <coughs> but there has been times where he's done a thing or two in his career. Bro, he hasn't done anything. Mm. Devontae Adams, incredible talent. The biggest story of the year is when he pushed a cameraman. Like, yeah, I know at times, like, they've connected and had some deep bombs and, like, some nice touchdowns together. But, like, it's not consistent at all. He had one catch last week. One catch. Like, 
there's not no la- not not last week, two weeks ago at this point. Well, yeah, that's yeah, kind of yeah. what I meant by yeah. last week. All right, and then uh, like there's there's just a lack of coherence on the <laughs> offense. I know Darren Waller's supposed to be a huge talent. Like, why is he not utilized more? Is it all the injury? Mm-hmm. Is it that all it is? All right, maybe that's an excuse. But like, Josh, I know you have a mind for this stuff, and like. Sure, Josh Jacobs has looked pretty good, and you like the running game, but like, this is such a. I don't know. This team had a lot of personality last year, and it doesn't seem to have any of that anymore. Mm-hmm. Derek Carr is such a nice guy. He's out there. He's he's he, he's a leader. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard him say a word. Mm-hmm. Like I mean that literally. I have not heard his voice a single time this year. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Like this team is literally like. It's just so mundane. It's so boring, day in and day out. Like, where's the pizzazz here? Mm. Like, so it's hard to say if she should be fired after one year, but like, it's just so boring. Like, what, what, what's, what's the inspiration to keep him? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, all right, you can like, all right, you're gonna learn a thing or two over there, but there's been no progress. Mm. It's just boring play after boring play. Yeah. So, do you think? Do you think he's fired after the year? I hope so. <laughs> so we can come back and be our OC? Yes. Okay. Brian, any thoughts on Josh McDaniels and the Raiders? What do you think? Uh, he's probably done after this. Wow. Year. I don't. I, I, I think he gets I think he gets at least well, okay. half, I think he gets they, at least halfway through year two. They probably will, because that's just Mark listen, Daniels if, gonna if, mark or listen, Mark uh, Davis gonna mark that Davis. Jags yeah. one that if he's <laughs> that Jags one last Sunday was a dagger. That was a nail. Yeah. Well, but, but if, I still think he's no, gonna. If I he's, still think he's gonna get some of the next year. If he's made Mark Davis laugh hard enough, he's he's earned himself a second year. <laughs> but like, here's the thing: like, you look at the team, it's like. It's not like, oh, there's just a toxic locker room. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have control of his players, stuff like that. Like, they're just wild, running around. There's no energy. Yeah, like, that's the thing. And which is, like, you can give him credit for, like, all right, they're behaving. This is Vegas team, and they're behaving, and stuff like that. But at the same time, like, if you're behaving in this coherence in the locker room, why is there no performance on the field? No, I get you. Like, it's almost like is a detriment at that point. Like, no, I hear you. Bro, why is there not drama? Yeah. All right. Next one. Hot take. Derek Carr is, in fact, quote, that MFR. All right. Next one. I, th- there's, I got like mm. a theory behind this now. Okay. Anyway, though, so next one Ron Rivera. I think Ron Rivera is going to save his job. I think with Taylor Heineke, they've got a bit of juice, a bit of energy. They're getting the more out of their talent on offense that they had um, than they had under Wentz. I think he makes a late push. I think they have a chance to make a wild card spot. I think there's a chance Ron Rivera saves his job. Now, one thing I could see going against Ron Rivera, though, is Snyder does, in fact, sell the team, and then the new owners just clean house because they want to start with their people. But I think I think Ron Rivera has a very good shot right now at saving his job and not being fired after this season. So if I put... I said I'll believe Dan Snyder sells the team when it happens. So until then... I'm going to assume it's Dan Snyder's team. Rivera wins enough, gets some fringe wild card spot with Heineke at quarterback, and Ron Rivera saves his job. That's what I think happens in Washington. I don't know if they'll get a wild card spot. I said I said they'll compete for a wild card. Okay, okay, sure. But like I think, yeah, no, like with Heineke coming in, I think that almost has 
you know, we'll see how it goes the rest of the season. But I no, think I know. at this point, it has saved his job. Yeah. Because like they look so much better. Oh, yeah. Even though, like, we know he's not as talented. No, I know. But it's just, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. Brian, anything to add? or No, I'm on board with that. Yeah, okay, Rivera's cool. going to be here next year. Okay. Well, there. Right. He should be. I think he should be, too. I could see him not being. Yeah. Because there has been rumblings that, like, ah, oh, they just kind of want to move on from Ron Rivera and start fresh. Mm. Um, but they, they should keep Ron Rivera. Which I understand that, but Ron Rivera is one of those guys, almost sort of like a Doug Peterson, mm. where you can bring him in for a couple of years. Mm. As maybe I, like Doug Peterson will write the ship, I think in a short term more than Ron Rivera would. Mm. Okay, but I think he's still a decent stopgap sort of guy. No, I get you. Not that you want to clean constantly it up. At least looking, clean it up, right? Yeah. Not that you want to constantly be looking for the next stopgap plug. But sometimes yeah. you need someone to at least just clean it up, right? Yeah. No, he'd be a great fit for the Raiders in a year and a half. Hey, honestly, yeah. <laughs> All right, next one. You ready? It's Dan Campbell, right? Yeah. Okay. Danny, Dan Campbell, here's the thing. I kind of expect him to get fired okay. at, at the end of this year. Now, if you look at the schedule, he could very easily save his job. You know, you're playing the Bears twice. There's a Jets game in there. You're playing the Panthers. Packers, you're going to play him again. Jaguars are in there. Uh, the Giants are in there. We'll see where they're at in the table dilemma at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he can save his job if he wins some games. The problem is, like, this whole hoopla rah rah, it only lasts, lasts so long. Yeah. And when you're just not winning games, <laughs> we said last year. I think it like was it took like till week seven mm-hmm. to win a game. Yeah, and I was saying like, bro, this is the best O in like five team, O and six team I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. And it was. And at times I'm like, this is a good Lions team mm-hmm. on offense. Yeah. Now since the Patriots people have figured it out, it's come back down to earth, mm-hmm. but. Dan, there's, there's things here that Dan Campbell has done to have that has taken a Lions team to the next level. Mm-hmm. It's still a Lions team, so that's still only like level two. Yeah, but he he's improved his team, so I I kind of want him to stay. Mm-hmm. I think you need to hire better people around him as mm-hmm. well. I think that's part of the problem. He's not the smartest head coach around. No. He's not the best at game time decision, personnel, and all that stuff. But he people want to play for him. Yeah. So if you get better people around him, I, I, I think it could really work. But I just think it's it's been two years at this point. He was thirteen three and one last year. He's three and excuse me two and six this year. Yeah. You know I I, I, I do expect him to be fired. Okay. Just based on record. But like, I like him. Mm. But sure, this rah rah is only going to last so long. Mm-hmm. I think oh. that Green Bay game might have. Oh. Might have. That can save him, but he's got he's got he's got to get a couple more. Yeah, he's got to get a number five, six. I think if he gets six wins, he's saved. Okay, what do you think? Is that about right? I would say he's. What's their record? What are they at right now? Six. I'd say he's going to get six more. Six more? Eight. You think he has to win eight games to save his job? That's a lot of wins. Why is everyone calling for a Lions team? That feels like a lot of wins. Just that two is a years lot of in. Wins for the Lions. Yeah, I don't know. If he has to get to eight wins, I'm I mean, s- he's not saving his Jim job. They fired Caldwell after two straight years of going nine and seven. <laughs> One of them was a, they went to the playoffs. That's true. I feel like that was a different time. 
<laughs> they weren't quite as bad then. They had talent on that team. Matt Stafford. No one him. thinks this team is that good. Matt that was that was like and he's an maybe three. That was he's maybe an three or four guy years and at least the offense. Sixteen. But he's an offensive guy and at least he gets the offense going way more than it did before. I think six wins is enough and Dan keeps his job. I'll meet you in the middle. He's just of so likable. Okay. Cool. Seven Back. wins total. Yes. Yeah. All right. Oh, next hard one. to do. Cliff Kingsbury in Arizona. They gave him an extension. I don't think it's going to matter. I think they should fire Steve Keim. Yeah, maybe. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, But Cliff Kingsbury in Arizona, I never got the hire. He couldn't win in college. He got fired from his alma mater at Texas Tech. Alma maters never want to fire you. They had to fire him. (laughs) It was so bad. Um, I feel it gets worse and worse. Kyler's gotten better and better. Usually this year was dramatic. It's started awful. They look unprepared a lot of the time. New Call of Duty. Even so. the offense now, which is <laughs> Kingsbury's side of the ball, doesn't look good. I, I think I think Kingsbury makes it through the year. I don't think he gets fired during the season. But contract extension or no contract extension, it doesn't matter to me. This is just too bad. Uh, I think Kingsbury gets fired at the end of the season this year. Mm. Anybody else? Um, I think he should be. Oh yeah, I think he should be. Yeah, and I they'll probably This oh. is not all just Kyler. Like Cliff's not that good of a head coach. I mean, didn't they just they look an like extension? They, they look like they just run plays. They look <laughs> like they have no actual offensive philosophy or identity. This it, exactly what he just said is like what you said about the kid just I, that's, no, I thought, no, that's what I thought. I don't know what these illustrations mean. <laughs> But I see yellow lines, one on each end of the formation, going all the way down the field. Screw it. D-Hop's got to be down there somewhere. <laughs> Actually, did you hear, uh, or did you just see the clip of Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins getting no. in, get into it on the bench? No, really? Yeah, they were. They had a heated <clears throat> argument. Wow. Apparently, Kyler argues with everybody. Maybe. I could see that. Yeah, I do. Yeah. They were But anyway, cheating. Kingsbury, do you think... Well, didn't he just get an extension? Yeah, he just got an extension before the year. I don't think it matters. I think buy him out. He's fired. Uh, I, I, Cardinals give me that vibe of we can't admit wrongs. Okay. I think he's. Yeah. He's got to stay. Just one more year. You think one more one, year? One, they just gave him the extension, right? Yeah. And two, like when they signed him, it was like, it's kind of like a sexy move for uh. the Cardinals. <laughs> For the Cardinals, though. As what? For the Cardinals, when, it was a sexy move. Okay. Not like, not like. I, I, I always got the jawline. It's, it's, well, it's not no, real football li- savvy. I don't literally mean like, oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, that's the joke Dad made out here like a, a month ago. He's, no, yeah, no, it got, wasn't. He's got the four. I want to go. Clock I want to go off of that line. cliff. No, <laughs> no, no. It's not, I don't literally mean sexy. Like he should go into no, a yeah. phone booth and then come back out with a cape and a big crest on his chest like it's not it was a sexy football move for the cardinals yeah no i mean it's not football savvy but it's like no but it was it's a big, very arizona yeah okay all right so you guys think you guys think he, he gets a second year one more okay cool a little bit next one this one threw me for a loop of when you put it on i don't know if i buy it completely but do your thing i thought you would take this one I was going to originally, but then right oh, yeah. fired. So we had to well, then, the then I thought you were going to give me Rivera. Nah. Okay. Nah. Anyway, go for it. So I don't think he should. Mm. This man has won 13 games as a head coach three straight years. Mm-hmm. He came in to a team that was a little 
dramatic, and he he tightened it up a little bit. <laughs> but at the same time, it's almost gotten worse mm-hmm. to a point where it never was under McCarthy. Mm-hmm. And someone needs to get blamed. Yes. And you gave Aaron Rodgers $50 million. That's a fair point. For three straight years. So someone is going to get fired. Someone's going to have to take the blame. And I just think it shouldn't be, but it might be Matt LaFleur. Okay. Because, like, the three and six right now, the offense doesn't look good. And we know, like, a part of that is Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. but, like, he's, he's the play caller, too. Mm-hmm. This this non-existent owner might be like, I have to do something. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. He might. The owner might even know, like, this is wrong. You're winning games despite him. Mm. But he's got. He's making fifty million dollars. So I, you have to. I. You have to go win some games for somebody else. I. I really see Green Bay doing that. Wow. So how would they buy you know, him out? Know, the would way, they, would I give like this fund. man credit though, because when he first, like I said, when he first pitched this one, I was like crazy town. The first five seconds of you explaining that, I was like, "Damn, that was smart." <laughs> yeah, you 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 had a you had a you had a you had a moment. You really did. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> well, I just like listen. We, I'm not saying you don't usually, but like we all have those ones. There's a couple. Well, I'm just like all the time every year. I had mine after the Ravens game when Greg Bedard pretty much ripped me off <laughs> word for word. Yeah. Uh, well, it's like I. I don't think, like I said, I don't think he should buy it fired. I haven't really thought much about him being on the hot seat at all this season. But you just lost to the Lions. And, like, when it's this bad, something somewhere in the organization has to has, Yes. Mm. And I just feel like he might be the victim. Oh, wow. That's interesting. I'm not going to give a decision. I don't know if I'm going to ride with you completely here, but... I'm definitely not going to oppose you there after that one. That that is a that is a fair point. I think after That's a this spicy take. I think after this year and after all the bitching, <laughs> I just I just don't see how they can possibly look at Mr. Lafleur and go, "This is all your fault. You have to." <laughs> Wait, uh, that's it, right? Yeah, yeah I, I, I kind of wanted to do the oh, LSU okay, one. Okay, I see. But anyway, so with that, we are ready to just about wrap things up. I'm going to have one thing to say. <laughs> LSU takes down Alabama. All I heard at the start of this year after they lost to Florida State was Brian Kelly getting ripped. He doesn't fit the culture down here. He doesn't have SEC blood. He lost all the time at Notre Dame when he got <laughs> to play the best teams. Maybe he lost at Notre Dame because you gave him a handgun and a gunfight and Nick Saban had an AK-47. Okay? That's why. Notre Dame recruits well. It doesn't recruit that well. It's isolated, religious overtones, academic standards that the players have to meet to get into the college. He's not getting all five-star recruits like Nick Saban. In the middle of nowhere. And not only that, like people upset Nick Saban Alabama all the time. Why could Brian Kelly never do it? Because Brian Kelly faced them in a playoff when you had a month to prepare for the games. That's not the same as week to week to week to week when you're overlooking some opponent sometimes. You give somebody a month to prepare... And you're significantly out-talented personnel-wise. Kelly's not going to win those those games. But the minute you gave Brian Kelly on even playing field with Nick Saban, he beats him. Might I say even out-coached him in that game. So LSU, moving forward, is a terrifying, terrifying program. 
even for the Georgias and the Alabamas. Nick Saban, I said at the start of the year, he's facing a siege like he's never faced before. Bama now has two losses, probably going to miss the playoff for the first time since, I think it was like 2000. And, well, for the first time since the playoff has been a thing, Bama has always been in. So this is the first time they'll miss the playoff completely. One of the first times they could end up with like not in a major bowl game since like 2011. So already one year in, we're seeing Nick Saban under siege. 2011. That's a while. <laughs> yeah, for Alabama standards, but like that was only 11 years ago. That's a long time. Um, anyway, though, but LSU here moving forward, scariest program because if you want to go per capita, they have the most NFL players in the NFL. That's how great that state recruits. And it's not like California or Texas that's so big that sometimes those kids, plenty of them will leave and go somewhere else. Louisiana kids don't leave. As long as LSU is is humming, even when LSU isn't well coached, they still don't leave. So now you're going to bring in the stepdad, the adult, to get this program cleaned up and running the way it should in Brian Kelly. Moving forward here, LSU, man. They, They are a sleeping giant that has just been... Awoken, and this is great for Brian Kelly. He did a great job for Notre Dame. He stayed there for years and years and years. Kept having to hear the critics, all the crap. Why can't you beat these SEC schools? Why can't you win a title? And he said, screw it. I'm finally going to go to a place that's going to give me the same players that Saban has and Kirby Smart has and Lincoln Riley has at Oklahoma. And I'm going to show you I'm just as good a coach as any of them. And just one year in to cleaning up what was a mess of a program that Ed Orgeron left for him, he's already beaten Nick Saban in Alabama. So all you who doubted him down there in Louisiana, you're wrong. Brian Kelly is exactly the man that this program needed. Mm. I don't know. I don't expect you guys to have a lot to add. I'll you know, believe you're not it. college football people. So I will say one thing about LSU. Mm-hmm. I think Joe, Joe Burrow needs to move on from it. Because... <laughs> He still thinks he's in college at times. <laughs> Sometimes. All right. But with that, we are getting ready to wrap it up. We're going to switch it up here today. I'm going to take the, Dom, the Tommy right. at least from the start. You'll take the Darwin. So the Tommy report, we talked about the personal life stuff. Yeah. Well, there's no more to talk about that. Let's talk about just the <clears throat> football. So Bucks in a quite boring, uninspiring game for most of it, came back and won against a fellow desperate Used to be juggernaut team, the LA Rams, as Brady led the Bucks down the field on a game-winning drive. And as we said, that is the emotional catalyst, I think, that might turn around the Tampa season. That's there on to Cincinnati. That is that is there on to Cincinnati. And I want to talk about this because it does. We all want to rip on Tom right now. He's got we, we built the man up. He's getting a divorce. There's the chink in the armor. Now it's time to tear him down. This is what America does. Undefeated since he got divorced. Undefeated since he got divorced. This is what America does. Let me say, this is the difference between Tom and Aaron. Aaron, season's not going well. He seems checked out. Three picks yesterday, one at the goal line. This minute he threw the second one and looked like he was done. It looked like he was done from the start of the game against the Lions. And here you have Tom getting ripped on from every angle, from people who are in the football, people out of football even too, just socially, culturally. And there he is with a team that seems undisciplined now. And he's at the press conference two weeks ago saying, no, I came back for a reason. I love these guys. I'm not going away. We're going to fight through everything. And there he is at the end of the Rams game. It's been a horrible game. They're asking him at 45 years old to throw 60 times almost every game because they can't run the football. And he's there at the end leading his team down the field, resilient, something Aaron has never really been. 
That's the difference between Brady and Aaron. That's why Brady has the Super Bowls and Aaron doesn't. Sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, just, yeah. I thought it was a great microcosm of the kind of guy that he is. At least in the Oh, yeah, world. okay, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. As a leader. No, definitely. I bet he never told Giselle I love her. <laughs> but he said it about his teammates. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'd buy that any day. This is, this is about on the field. <laughs> so on the field, I'll, he's I'll, the greatest leader, the greatest man. I'll take it one of you... Since the divorce was announced, <laughs> made the joke about how Giselle now joins uh, only two other people on the planet as someone to take a ring away from Tom Brady. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And the other two people being Eli and... Yeah, the full dozer. <laughs> so, there's been, like... Big D Nick? Yeah. There's something I've been wanting to say, like, as it pertains to just Brady's sort of demeanor and body language... And his physical appearance too. Mm-hmm. Men aren't afraid of commitment. <laughs> Men are effing petrified <laughs> of divorce. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think yeah. that's what it is. Hey, man. I think that's what it is. No fault divorce. No. That's a different podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a different podcast, different conversation. But I thought yesterday, last Sunday, uh, last Sunday, really perfectly encapsulated why Aaron's at where he's at his career and why Tom has achieved the things that Tom has. Yeah. 100,000 yards past two. Only man to do that. How many miles is that? That's a lot. Anyway. <sighs> a lot. All right, with that, I think we got to get ready to wrap this up. Jesse, okay. Darwin Wait, Ward. am I doing the man or the team? Ah, whatever you want. Ooh, you shouldn't have said that. All right. Ready? Okay. Drum roll, please. On. This week's Darwin Award winner is Michael Thomas. <laughs> that absolute loser. <laughs> Who, who's who's the guy in Washington that got shot twice? Uh, Brian Robinson. Jr. Okay, he got shot twice and is already playing. Missed yeah. four missed four games. Yeah. Mike it, Thomas's foot is screwed up and he's out for the season. And it took well, it hit, and it took him I'm five sorry, his, weeks. His toe. His toe. It took him five weeks to decide that he's going to be out for the season too. That's the big thing, right? And that's that's why I well that's why I was like man of the team, and that's why I a little bit lean team because yeah. like, oh you 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 duped the Saints again. Yeah. You you got your money and you you tricked him again. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go new. Let's go Saints. I went in the Darwin for this one. They they're they're in it, but I I think Michael Thomas should be in it because you're just you're just such, such a pussy, dude. <laughs> Froze your toe, and they went from like. And this is again part of this why the Saints are so stupid. It's like, oh, maybe he'll miss one week, miss one week, and then he just didn't practice again and again and again and again, week after week. I know he was on my fantasy team. I'm never drafting him again. Thanks for those two good weeks, though. I will give you that. And then just he never practiced, and then finally just like, yeah, I need surgery, and it's like. Why did it take you five weeks? Yeah. And by the way, he probably is about to cost himself money because I can see the Saints cutting him now. Especially oh. since, again, he dragged it out. Yeah. Which he always does. And I tell you, there's horror stories down there about him and his personality and oh, yeah. his ego and the type of guy he is. So to drag it out, the dramatics that Michael Thomas gives that organization all the time with this stuff. Oh, yeah. No, like he, he uh, listen, I could see a team signing him. But, like, he might have cost himself a lot of money down the line and a real spot on a real team. Mike Thomas to the Green Bay Packers. Book it. 
Him and Aaron are perfect for Listen, each other. Him and Aaron are perfect for each other. Devontae Adams is a little dramatic in his own right. Listen, like, I don't, yeah, I don't want to commiserate listen, the way Rogers does. I don't, I don't want to compare him to my, uh, Michael Thomas, but he has his own. Yeah, you know, he's pushing cameraman. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I guess. But, so. but like, sure, Michael Thomas is in almost a league of his own. There is still Antonio Brown that just Th- that wrote the book. That's like crazy though. Yeah, he wrote the book. That's like unhinged. Like yeah. mentally, there's, yeah. it, a, there's, a, there's, there's a lot of screws loose. Certifiable. Thomas I mean, is just an egomaniac. Yeah, I think he's a narcissist, oh, yeah. which is like your own screw loose in your own right. But yeah. sure, yeah. you're a little more stable day to day. You're not going to throw couches out the window. Yeah, but but it, it was foolish for the Saints to even at any point have relied on Michael Thomas in any fashion this year or thought that they should. Hey, three touchdowns in three games. I mean, there was, <laughs> there was talks about how they might cut him last year. And try and yeah. save a little money, and they're like, "No, no, we're gonna bring him back. We're gonna depend on him longer, and you just cost yourself more money." So if they cut him, who overpays for him? Or where does he go and have a career resurgence? I don't think he does. Uh, someone, I... someone will bring him in. I just don't think he has a career resurgence. Though. Yeah, and he certainly doesn't get paid that much. Um, listen, it depends on where Tom Brady goes. I swear ah. to God, Jesse. Because, like, he'll be like, I don't have enough wide receivers here. Michael it. Thomas. Thought about it. Yeah, it, like, it won't be the Buccaneers, because he's going to, I mean, I assume he'll go to San Fran, but, like, if not, he might be like, I wouldn't I be surprised, I wouldn't I be surprised if he still goes to Miami, because you know one of the things that he keeps in the divorce is the Miami house. Hmm. Mm. Interesting. Spicy. Interesting. I yeah. still think, I, I don't know. I still, I think he might be done after this year, but we'll see. No. Anyway, Michael Thomas. Now he doesn't have to have care about a family anymore. I want him to come back to New England for one year. Get the old band back together. Him and Bill have been doing a lot of and tongue bathing the last and couple of weeks. And McDaniels. Yeah, and yeah, Josh. McDaniels get fired after one year. Snorts and McNuggets. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Everybody's back. We'll fire Matt Patricia yeah. just because you can't come. Yeah, everybody. Everybody. Yeah, here's the thing. No, there's even more. Like Gerard Mayo's a coach on this team. Troy Brown's a coach on this team. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Gronk will want to coach. No. <laughs> no Gronk nah. should not be coaching. <laughs> he shouldn't. Not on, definitely not under Bill. Gronk. Gronk is someone who. You don't need to watch the film. Gronk is someone who who is meant to take directions, not give directions. You know? <laughs> but anyway. Okay. Saints Darwin Award winner. Yeah. For, you should have cut Michael Thomas last year. Yeah. When they had the chance, they should have cut him last year. But they didn't, and now they've had to pay him for how many weeks during yeah. the NFL just season? Mike, this, Mike, his Mike, normal salary. Michael Thomas has had him by the little piggy for a long time. He really has. Yeah, by the short and curlies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so speaking of, who wins the game tonight? I'm going Saints. Saints. In New Orleans. Jesse. Ravens <sighs> missing Andrews as well. Ooh, Saints, Andrews is out. Yeah, Saints are, I, Saints I are a little more that. desperate for a win this week. I'm going Saints. Yeah. I just need them not to kick a lot of field goals if they're going to win the Saints and hopefully won't be high scoring because I have not enough that I Ravens placed a defense. bet on it. I, I have no money on this game, but I, but I am going to say it. Anyway, so that has been it for Slow Your Roll this week, guys. Have a great rest of the And thanks for joining us. Always a pleasure to be here, gentlemen. Thank you.